Stop doing those diet or workout fads to lose weight. Use the tried and true approach from Rock and That ID Life that helps you find balance while enjoying food in moderation and nourishing your body. Try the Lean 30 program at rockandthatidlife.com and let today be your last first day of your weight loss journey. When buying or selling your home, you need to feel protected. Realtor Mike Burgoyne not only looks out for your interests, but as a St. Louis area police officer, will make sure you feel safe and well-informed with every decision. Email Mike at strikewithmike.com and start the process today. That's Mike at strikewithmike.com. Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. After reviewing the play, the call on the ice, it was determined that the play was offside, no goal. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame. Gloria Sweetie finally comes to a game and you barely play. Is that more awkward than puberty, or is it pretty close? Your mitt looks like a boa constrictor unhinged its jaw in an effort to consume a combat submarine. Let's do that hockey. Welcome to episode 5 of season 13. This is episode number 436 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated, named people's sexiest men in blues podcasting. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, RockinThatIDLife.com. Uh, Mike from uh, Strike with Mike. Uh, you can find you can email him over at uh, Mike at StrikeWithMike.com for all your home buying and selling needs. And CenterIceBrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for some well-designed and fairly priced blues-themed t-shirts. It's Wednesday, November 8th, and we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to interact with the show on social media. Our handle on all channels is at LGB Radio. Just search for us and you'll find us. Uh, and if you haven't already done so, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a t-shirt from our shop, write a message on your buttocks for your next proctologist appointment, or do whatever you can do to help us out. I'm your host, Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by the vivacious Bill Day. Uh, Kurt Price is facing allegations, and producer Austin is either dead or in witness protection. We have no idea. Uh, the agenda for tonight includes the Blues' recent performance against the Jets, trade rumors regarding the Blues' goaltender, and the Blackhawks are just gonna Blackhawk. All that and more on this incredibly gorgeous episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, again, we have no Kirk Price tonight. He had some things come up. So Bill and I are gonna hold down the fort. I know we're not as attractive. I think, I think the reason people named us the sexiest men in blues podcasting was because of Kirk Price. But Bill and I, we hold our own. We're doing okay. How you doing over there, Bill? I'm doing well. And to be fair, Peoples yeah. is Peoples is Amy. So of course she's going to say Kurt's the sexiest one. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, Amy. She likes the clean shaven folks, the uh, the guys who actually care about what they look like. <laughs> and then you got me and you. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to give a shit at this. point. You know, at 47 and 9 p.m. on a Wednesday night. So, yep, I hear you. Yeah, it was. Uh, I had a crazy long day. Eye doctor uh, had to go. I got my vaccine, so I was really 
concerned. Right. I was like, oh boy, hopefully I don't have a weird reaction. Nothing like that. Just a little bit of a sore arm. Um, and then, uh, and then I actually had to start my physical therapy for an inju- injury I have right now. So I'm like, I got the show tonight. Hopefully I'm awake for it, but I'm feeling pretty good. Man, you're sounding older than me. It, dude, I'm getting there. It's, it's like, it's like when I turned 35, it just went downhill. Sorry, folks under 35. Like when that happened, it was like injuries, doctors, appointments more. It just started hitting me more. So I don't know. Was that the same for you or is it about 40 when it hit you? Um, so I, I think I was. Uh, 35 when I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, so pretty much, yeah. But you, you know, uh, hopefully you don't have that. Um, although mine's very, very well controlled. So, yeah. Um, yeah, to the point I, that I, if my life ever gets, you know, easier, less stressful, uh, I really want to get back into uh, playing goal on ice. But yeah, I said that for like what two years now, and it's and, been a while. Yeah, yeah no, not, we'd, not we'd love to have you, man. Not, not any closer to it. So. We'll we'll see what the next year brings. Keep working, man. You never know. I play with uh I oh god, Kurt. Kurt's already in the chat. <laughs> hey man, if you got me? nothing else going on, come on on, join us. We are happy to have you. But he says, Are you just now getting started? <laughs> Shut up. Just now getting started. If he were joining us, we'd be another twenty minutes out. Yes, yes we would. <laughs> uh yes, we are just now getting started. But yes, I uh no, I had an injury recently. Um, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show or not, but for about a year and a half now, I've been having this weird, and it's both my feet. Um, stop me if you've heard this one, Bill. But, um, yeah, I uh, on the outsides of my feet, it just started, like, it, it started when I would just uh, take my skates off after a game, and it would be a blinding, horrible pain, but that was it. And I was like, okay, I can deal with that. Over time, it started bleeding into my running, And, uh, then it started bleeding into when I was even playing hockey. So really anything, what my podiatrist calls pounding on your feet, which Mm. is skating, running, uh, it's causing this weird pain. Yes. Pounding. Yes. Um, but yeah, he, it's this weird pain. that's just on the outside of my feet. It's only when I'm doing something physical, I can walk around. No problem. I can do anything. I can hop, I can jump, I can, but whenever I'm skating or running, and that's all that I've been able to find that, that causes it. Um, and it's just this weird problem that the podiatrist can't exactly pinpoint what it is. I started physical therapy tonight, so we'll see if that helps. Uh, they say they think it might be a nerve issue. But, um, yeah, it's very odd. So I'm trying to work through that and be patient and not get pissed off because we don't know exactly what it is yet. Uh, yeah, totally frustrating when when uh, you go to a specialist and they're like, uh, beats me. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. And, and that's what it was. The, the 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 podiatrist even started asking me questions like, well, how do you run? I'm like, what do you mean how do I run? Like, well, and when you skate, where are you putting the pressure on your feet? I'm like, where do you think I'm putting the pressure? I mean, like he's asking me these dumb questions, but you think about it, it's not dumb. They they have to try and diagnose it. Like, what are you doing differently from a normal person that is causing this? But I don't know. A lot of it might stem from me having plantar fasciitis. So maybe I was putting more pressure on the outsides of my feet. So now mm-hmm. I fucked those up because of it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, that definitely does sound like you're getting old. So, yep, it's exactly what it is. One thing leads to another. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to call Kurt Price out here in the chat. He says, "I'm listening now while driving home. <laughs> you guys sound so sexy, 
And then in in, in <laughs> two, he says, "I've had a couple beers." Hey, uh, this is hurt? called incrimination. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you correct yourself there? Hopefully, Amy's driving or. Hell, I don't know. Maybe one of the kids is driving. Maybe Cooper's driving him home. I don't know. <laughs> Gotta learn sometime. Yeah. Maybe Sheldon, uh, not Sheldon, um, uh, Dexter is driving him home. <laughs> yeah, he's he's big enough to do it. Oh, he can reach the pedal for sure. Uh, well, what's going on in your world, Bill? Anything? Uh, you know, no. Nothing, nothing terrible. Um, you know, trying to soothe the pain of uh, the uh, very disappointing city postseason that yes. uh, ended all too quickly. Um, so this will be, this is, I decided one last week with, uh, with that guy up on the wall. Mm. Um, Fritz, as you can see underneath it is uh, still depressed. Yes. Um, he doesn't, doesn't even want to talk about it. Um, but yeah. Um, so still, uh, you know, I've, I've come to grips with it. You know, it, it First season, they had a great regular season um, and just disappointing playoff, right? And like like you said, you know, welcome to St. Louis where you have to have playoff failure. A one seed losing to an eight seed. We've been there. We've done that, right? Yep. So They're just getting accustomed <clears throat> to being a St. Louis sports team. Yep. And, you know, that's their <sighs> – MLS is completely different than European soccer and we have a ton of Europeans on this team, right? So they're, they're not used to a post season, right? You win, yeah. you win top in your, your division, you win the championship. Right. And so, um, yeah, uh, I was disappointed that, uh, that, you know, we, we couldn't at least get them saying the cliches, like got to take it up a notch when you get to the postseason, And it just didn't seem like, you know, hardly anybody, but maybe Pompeo did that. But yeah, uh, right. yeah. So, you know, we're, um, you know, we're, we're left with the blues for, for a while now. So, yep. Yeah. That was very disappointing. Uh, like I've said before in this show, my wife grew up playing soccer, uh, was playing still in college, uh, big soccer fan growing up was elated when we got the team instantly went out, bought merchandise, um, just had the time for life sitting and, you know, she's always been a blues and a Cardinals fan. And, you know, maybe back in the day rooted for the Rams, but you know, um, it was just so exciting to see her. Cause you know, you see me get excited about the blues and it's like that made her excited. And it was cool. Like she was already a blues fan, but I kind of brought it more out in her. And with city, it was that for me, it was the opposite. It was, she was instantly super fan. And so I got to kind of piggyback off that and I got totally into it and I loved it every second of it. I can't wait till next season. But yeah, to see that disappointment in the playoffs, just win number one in the West and then not win a game after um, that sucked. Uh, that was just bad. But like you said, great regular season, exceeded expectations. And uh, it's just it just got <clears throat> so exciting and you started getting all these high hopes. I thought that first round was going to be difficult for them uh, with the way Kansas City played at the end of the year. Hmm. Um, but man, I just thought at least three games, you know, I, again, I thought city would win the two home games. I thought they'd, mm -hmm. they'd, they'd split the first two and then they'd come home in game three and take it. But they just laid an egg in that first game and it just set the course for the whole, uh, postseason for them, unfortunately.
Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, my, my buddy who's a season ticket holder took me to a couple of the games, um, pointed out their, their cup games, you know, the, the, the tournament style games that they played. The only one they won all year was against Union Omaha. Yep. Right. They lost to Casey. They lost to Chicago. They lost to Columbus and Club America. So, yeah, they, they, they were not designed uh, for, uh, tournament style play um, they they couldn't adapt so hopefully that's that's something that's already you know with them and uh, that they uh, that will take into the off season and, and work on for next year so coach Carnell's got a lot on his plate to look at until February so it should be yep. interesting to see how they come out of the gate next year for sure uh, well um, we uh, well first a uh, quick announcement I, again, co-hosted the Puck Podcast uh, this week with Doug Stolhan. It was my last week filling in for Eddie, who was on his New York trip. Um, so if you want to get some full NHL action and hear me talk about it, instead of just in uh, our our around-the-hockey world tidbits, whatever we call that. Um, rapid-fire tidbits. Rapid-fire tidbits. Thank you. I should know the name of our own segment on my own show. Uh. Um but uh, if you want to hear me talk about the NHL, uh, tune into the Puck Podcast this week. Uh, Doug and I had a great time uh, just talking about all the news that's uh, happened around the NHL this week. Spent a good 40 minutes talking about the San Jose Sharks up front and how mm. abysmal that has got to be to be a Sharks fan. Uh, again, feel for you guys over at Teal Town USA. That is, hey, they got their first win, though. Very exciting. Oh, did they? They beat I- Philadelphia last night. Uh, I I did not check last night's scoreboard, so congrats. I will tell you, I was nervous because the Blues play them, I think, on Thursday next week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, if they are winless up until they play the Blues, that's We're gonna the lose calendar that right, I'm circling. Right. I'm like, yep. they're going to lose that game. I thought so the I'm just exact happy same they thing. Got, I'm glad they got the first win out of the way, so it won't be as weird. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, now they can go chase Washington's record for a few times. That's right. That's right. Good Lord. They're still only on pace for like 16 points this year. It's ridiculous. Insane. Yep. Uh, Well, official beers of episode number 436. Remember, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Uh, You can follow Kurt at CPrice12. Myself, Jeff Ponner, can be found at jponner94. Bill is Billy Blue Note 33. Bill, lead us off. All right. I am going with the Founders Vanilla Porter. Uh, it's getting washed out by the the light, but uh, um, first time I've had uh, the vanilla porter um, on the show, at least. Um, really good, nice, sweet porter uh, for uh, for well, you know, when we're supposed to have cool nights, unlike these days where it's eighty five degrees and you know the second week in November, like we've got going on right now. But uh, no, um, as uh, as the can says, subtle coffee notes and sweet vanilla aromas. So really good, you know, really good porter uh, from our friends at uh, Founders. And uh, actually, I made a uh, float out of this last week and it was delicious. I bet, man, that's a good idea. I've never made a float with with a porter before. Yeah, this one is probably awesome. Yep. Probably what gonna kind of try. Would you use uh, just straight vanilla? So I'm gonna try. I think this weekend I'm gonna try with uh, with maybe some chocolate and uh, throw in some Kahlua and see how that goes. So, Ooh, that's a really good idea. Yeah, that uh, maybe that's what we ha- all have uh, when we all get together next time yeah, <laughs> for the I've, show. Just do some do some floats. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> I've I have plenty of beer to support that. So awesome. That sounds like a good idea. I like it. Uh, what you got? Well, tonight, friends. First of all, I don't know if you'll be able to see this. It's a little faded, but uh, I don't know if you can see what that logo is. Center Ice Brewery. Center Ice Brewery Cup. Yep, that's what I'm drinking mine out of tonight. Uh, and I am drinking the Sam Adams Jacko Pumpkin Ale. Nice. Uh, so I had the O'Fallon Pumpkin, which is my favorite last week. This one's pretty good. Uh, it's it's probably it probably cracks my top five of uh, pumpkin beers out there. Uh, there's there's a lot that I think are man. I can't remember which one I had. I had one at I want to say it was at Buffalo Wild Wings about three weeks ago, and it was awful. Uh, I can't remember who it was by, but I'm like, this tastes like if you took like five orange slices, dumped it in, and then filled it with IPA. That's what it tasted like. And it just was not good. Um, I'll have to try to remember the name of that one. But this one is good. Uh, If you've never had the Samuel Adams Jacko Pumpkin Ale, it's pretty solid. It's it's no O'Fallon, but it's, uh, it's a good one. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get into the show, shall we, Bill? Uh, let's do it. All right. So first big story on the docket. I hate saying this is a big story because uh, I don't know, Bill, maybe you have different opinion here. I don't know if you've seen the rumor going around today that, uh, well, the, the, the first tweet came out uh, this morning uh, that Reed Wilkins, who apparently is up 630, Ched. I don't know if they say Ched, C-H-E-D. That's what I would think, but I like to call it Ched. Yeah, it's (laughs) definitely C-H-E-D, but we got to call him Reed from the Ched. Yeah, right. So uh, Reed from Ched. (laughs) Uh, Reed Wilkins has reported that the Oilers are apparently interested in Blues goaltender Jordan Bennington. Again, Reed Wilkins of 630 C-H-E-D, and uh, he he, he basically – Stories have been circulating now out of Edmonton and mostly Canada uh, about how Bennington has three years left on his deal, paying him $6 million per Um, other news that kind of stems from this. I originally had this in our rapid fire hockey tidbits, but I figured it fits here. I'll move it up. Uh, Jack Campbell was put on waivers for the purpose of assignment uh, to the AHL by the Oilers. Uh, He has $20 million remaining on his contract. He was originally signed to a five-year, $25 million contract last summer, which instantly blew up in Edmonton's face, literally instantly, uh, last year. Uh, Oilers numbers, uh, he is 22-13-4 with an 886 save percentage, 3.53 GAA with one shutout. This season, he's 1-4 with an 873 save percentage and a 4.5 GAA. So clearly, he has not worked out. So that means Edmonton is on the look probably for another goalie. Stuart Skinner has not been lights out this year either, but uh, good Lord, apparently Jordan Bennington. And again, and and Bill, I want to get your take. I read this Mm. as Reed Wilkins, whoever the hell that is, is Mm. basically who's a goalie who might be available. Okay. Who's low in the standings. Oh, who's a Stanley cup winner. Okay. Jordan Bennington from St. Louis. That's someone the the Oilers are probably interested in. I think that's where this comes from. Again, this isn't uh, this isn't uh, 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 why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Wyshynski, uh, this LeBron. isn't Elliot Friedman, Pierre LeBron. It's not right. you know Jeremy Roenick or Jeremy Roenick. Sorry, Jeremy Rutherford. 
Jeremy well, it's Rutherford. Not, it's not even Jeremy Rodick. No, it's this is a guy. It sounds like a sports talk radio host uh, coming up with an idea that that would be a good fit for Edmonton. I think this is all a farce. Could be wrong. Bill, what's your take on this? My take when I first read that was, and the Blues are interested in acquiring Connor McDavid. <laughs> yes. Right. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's one of those things that it's like, it's, it's easy to say. Right. But what's, what's the reality of it? Right. And you know, this, this, this is great sports talk radio fodder, right? You know, what, what would it take to get Bennington, you know, out of St. Louis, who would St. Louis want, you know, and then you've got the, you know, the whole dry cycle. Um, they're going to have to look at his contract after this season. So how about uh, let's start throwing out some uh, trades here. Uh, Cairo and Bennington for dry cycle, right? It's, it's, it's just that kind of, you know, like I said, sports talk radio fodder. Um, and you know, I, I would be shocked if St. Louis at this point would ever consider moving Bennington, you know, he's kind of been the, the one guy that's like showed up pretty much every night. Although you can argue that he kind of gave up, uh, in the third period last night. Um, yeah, at least, uh, has lost faith in his defense. Well, we can talk yeah. about that when we get to the game, but, uh, if, if, uh, you know, if the Blues were to do it, it would have to be a blockbuster thing. And uh, it just it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you don't see goalie trades typically in October, November. No. Right. It's it's it, it would be a trade deadline deal. Yeah. And I'll I'll add to um, so something else that, that's kind of coming around in the hockey world uh, that I've seen with uh, and we'll talk about it a little later, but uh, the Carolina Hurricanes recently had a uh, a pretty severe injury uh well undisclosed i don't know what to call it but basically something really bad happened with their goalie frederick anderson and so there was rumors going around okay who are they going to go look at who are they going to go get to to fill his starts even though they've already got um oh goodness the russian name goalie yeah. um and anti ranta i can't remember his name uh peter something um, but anyway, so that was the rumor going around. And then I, I don't remember exactly who it was, but they said, well, look at Arizona. They'll, they'll go get Vamilka. And it's like, wait a minute. Arizona is in a freaking playoff hunt right now. They are in the playoff picture. Why are they just going to trade their starting goalie to Carolina? To me, that is Canadian media just saying, okay, uh, who out West do we mm-hmm. think? Uh, has a goalie that could come to Carolina. Oh, Vamelka, of course, because he's on a bad team. Arizona's not a bad team right now. They're not making a trade right now to move their goalie. The yeah, they're going to beat us I, tomorrow night. Uh, probably will. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, they're not moving Vamelka. And and uh, I look at uh, another Canadian media uh, the parallel here. Over the summer, we talked about it. You know, oh, uh, the Toronto Bleep Police need a GM. What about Doug Armstrong? And it's there's a million reasons why Doug Armstrong is not going to go to Toronto. One of them being he's under contract. He ain't going anywhere. So and it would be a uh, and I remember it was a um, uh, demotion, too, because he wouldn't be president of hockey ops there. So it's just this is just Canadian media stirring things up. I don't think there's any legs to this at all. Um and, you know, and, and Jason Miller says here, crappy goalie uh, in our chat, says they'd only trade Bennington if they're going full-on white flag teardown and rebuild, right? 
there can't be anything to this rumor. I'm with you. If they're like, okay, tear it down, trade Thomas, trade Cairo, trade Pareko, yes, then then I think they might look into making a move like this. But right now, you're not just going to hand the keys over to Hofer. I mean, you're no. talk about stunning a guy's growth. There's no way you can do that. You Unless you're planning on getting another goalie back that's not Jack Campbell, uh, there's no way the Blues make a trade like this. Yeah, no, it, it, there's it for the blues. It makes zero sense because, you know, we're still trying to figure out who we are. You know, we're not in panic mode yet um, as well. The, the, the rational fans and, you know, I, I think the front office here, we're not in, um, you know, in a, uh, any kind of panic mode, um, unlike uh, what's going on in Edmonton. And, you know, it's, it, it you know it it kind of astounds me right that you know Ken Holland former NHL goalie can't get the goaltending position right in Edmonton right and and you you know he he did really well um, with his acquisitions when he was in Detroit bringing in Vernon um, and then also you know uh, able to land uh, Dominic Koshik although Curtis Joseph didn't uh, pan out too well there. Um, it's, it's just kind of astounding. Um, you know, you, I, I think that it Skinner's collapse this year, right? His sophomore slump, uh, is really, really the, the aggravating part to them. Their, their team GAA or, uh, save percentages below 90. So you're never going to be successful with that. So it's, and, you know, I think there's gotta be a lot of pressure there. Uh, just with you know McDavid, McDavid needs to win. And how many people picked the Oilers as the team coming out of the West this year, and Stanley Cup favorites? And you can't do it without goaltending, but nope. you can't do it with our goaltending. Sorry, uh, Jason Miller again. I agree with you. Holland's best moves were all pre-salary cap, right? Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, you can make a couple cases here and there, I'm sure. But, I mean, you look at, uh, you know, the Duncan Keith trade that was just not good for Edmonton. Has he made, I mean, what, I mean, I guess signings, you know, Zach Hyman was a good signing. Evander Kane so far has worked out pretty well. But in terms of trades, Mm -hmm. it seems pretty bare for him since the salary cap era. Yeah, yeah. When you couldn't just load up, you know, every high-end Russian talent in the league and get him to come to Motown. Yep. Uh, well, we've got uh, plenty more to discuss tonight as uh, the Blues did have three games as well as some other NHL news going around and some rumors on who might uh, get some ice time tomorrow night against Arizona. We'll talk about all that. You are listening to Kurt. I'm sorry, you are not listening to Kurt, <laughs> but you are listening to Jeff and Bill on Let's Go Blues Radio. We'll be right back. We'll return after these messages. We've all tried a diet or workout fad at one time or another, but it always ends the same, right? We either lose the weight and then get back to our routine, but then put the weight right back on, or it just simply never takes hold. It's time to move into a habit-based program that focuses on organization and simplicity. Rock and That Idea Life's Lean 30 lays it all out for you with the correct food to eat, how to meal prep, and even sprinkles in plenty of healthy recipes. With Lean 30, you'll get the full ID Life arsenal, including energy for that needed kick, a tasty nourish shake for your needed fiber intake, Slim Plus, 
Plus, to help control your cravings and provide a metabolic boost, Lean Capsules help bust those sugar cravings, and IED Nutrition gives you the added punch you need that takes the guesswork out of what supplements to take. Join the many who are seeing success and make this your last first day on a new program. Visit rockandthatidealife.com to get started, and remember to email Dustin at rockandthatidealife at gmail.com for an extra 10% off exclusively for Let's Go Blues radio listeners. Start your transformation to the confident, vibrant person you've always wanted to be with rockandthatidealife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a beer lover's dream for hockey fans. Based in St. Louis, Missouri, owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey-themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017. From the Beauty IPA to the Old Arena Lager, a cold, frosty, hockey-themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis. Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB. Let's go beer. St. Louis hockey fans know how it takes a reliable captain and a team of hard workers to achieve major goals. As a police officer and a hockey player, realtor Mike Burgoyne would wear the C in any situation. As a leader in the home buying or selling process, Mike has surrounded himself with a team of trustworthy inspectors, lenders, and escrow officers that work together more cohesively than Hall and Oates. And as a member of many teams in his life, Mike knows the service are first responders, veterans, nurses, teachers, and yes, even you let's go blues radio listeners provide the community so he offers special rates to those individuals find the value in mike's leadership and teamwork today by emailing him at mike at strikewithmike.com or calling 314-753-4060 he'll work closely with you and only show you the homes that match your goals that email again is mike at strikewithmike.com or call him at 314-753-4060 and succeed with your new teammate today and now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest-running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. Looky there! Looky there! Tell us stories about lesbians. I can't hear anything. Hold on. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> audio. Where's the audio? All right. Well... Hopefully he can figure that out. We will continue with the show, but Kurt Price has Love joined us. Me. Hopefully uh, we will be, uh, hopefully he's, he's figuring things out. Hopefully we'll be able to figure that out here soon, but welcome to Kurt. Glad he can join us. Uh, like we are... Here we go. Can you hear me? Yes, we uh, hear you. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you not you're like Brophy. In? You're drunk. Somebody throws you. No. Board, you're going to piss all over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no. Well, you know, I mean, you have a couple beers after you've been uh, doing shit and you haven't had a lot to drink in a while and it, it hits you hard. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Jason Miller. Now the show begins. Yeah. There you go. I'm, well, I'm fuck sure you, I'm, Jason. I'm, I thought we were friends. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure I'm joining. I'm sure I'm joining a, a a fantastic show already in progress. Yes, we already talked about the Biddington rumors. Anything you'd like to add? Uh, he's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> that, much you summed up exactly what Bill and I said. That I mean, <laughs> I, and I said on Twitter that uh, this team in the past has uh, ditched goalies sooner than they should have in the a number of times. And I think 
when they did lock him up after the cup run, I thought that was a good thing. Oh, they're finally committing to a goalie that's good, you know. So I mean, I I don't. And to abandon that would be, I think, wrong. Um, unless you get, I mean, again, everything all depends on the offer you're given, right? I mean, if you, if you get blown away, trade anybody, right? Right. But, um, yeah, a reasonable offer for Bennington. What's a fair offer? I'd say no, no. I tell no, you what, no, I I've seen people say, what if, and, and this is clearly a big what if. You do what if? what if you do end up making a deal that brings you back Leon Dreisaitl. The only way that I say yes to that is you say that, that Doug Armstrong has to have it in writing, already talk to Dreisaitl and his agent because he's a free agent. So I'm not just going to get Dreisaitl right. for this season and not then boom, he's gone. There's right. got to be some kind of agreement that he will sign an eight-year extension here in St. Louis. That's the only way I make that trade. Sure. Yeah, you got to have some kind of long-term commitment. sign and trade or something. You're not going to trade away your franchise goalie for a rental. Mm-hmm. A, a rental, team that without a goalie isn't going anywhere. Right. A, a rental for a team that, like, we're not like cup contenders right now. So we have no reason to acquire a rental. <laughs> yeah. That makes no sense sense for us. Yep. So, agree. yeah, I, I mean, you know, you, I'm sure you guys, uh, you, you guys hit a home run with that because uh, you're right thinking kind of guys. We are. We are. Yeah. And we're, Bill, I know you agree. We've talked about the terrible franchise goaltenders, how there's never really been a true franchise goaltender. Uh, closest thing this team's had to it is Mike Liute. Um, so I know you agree with that. You don't, uh, let's not give up on a guy that could possibly, right. maybe at the end of his career here, bring us another cup. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's not, uh, let's not Cujo him. And uh, yeah. Nice stag, Kurt. Yeah. Kurt drinking stag tonight. Yeah. I, that? uh, that's my beer of the, of the show. My late beer of the show for uh yeah. Stag, stag beer, uh, originally from uh, Belleville, Illinois. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, now they're like, that's brewed out of, where is it? Milwaukee? I think. Ah, who knows? No, it's who, probably who, on the label somewhere on there. I, I mean, you're probably right. <laughs> I can't read that. Oh, that. my goodness. I have contacts. I'm 49 years old. You are old as shit. I can't shit. read that, that small print. And this room yeah. is dark. There's weird lighting in the back. It's for visual on YouTube. I can't fucking read this small print. It could say it's made in Taiwan. I have no idea. I would hope not. Um. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. So uh, we talked uh, our show last week kind of ended on the Blues having a bad third period against the Colorado Avalanche. We wondered how they'd bounce back against the New Jersey Devils Friday night. Well, they bounced back with a win, beat the New Jersey Devils four to one to open the home trip. Right, Kurt? Um, yeah. <laughs> the home trip. Yeah. Uh, fuck you, Wyshynski. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so in this game, one of the things, one of our talking points against Colorado uh, looks like Bill Days, by the way, says Stag is brewed in Milwaukee. So you were correct. Acquired uh, by the Paps Company. Paps it used, used to be a hot long time ago. Uh, yeah. Now it's uh, put out by Paps. So uh, in this game, uh, well, again, we, one of our talking points last week was uh, Tyler Tucker having a very rough period, or well, really game against Colorado. And we thought this dude needs some time to sit. Well, they did pull out Tyler Tucker, put in Robert Bortuzzo, and uh, on that back uh, pairing, that third pairing, 
It was Marco Scandella and Robert Portuzo. Uh, so again, so not surprisingly at this point, Pat Brunovich does not get the assignment to come into this game. I thought a quick team like New Jersey, uh, I thought maybe there's a chance he makes his way in, but they went with the bigger, heavier Robert Portuzo, who got 9.30, uh, 9 minutes, 30 seconds of ice time. Uh, 49 seconds of that was while shorthanded. He was a plus one and had one hit on the night. So uh, interesting move. Uh, any thoughts on the Blues putting Bortuzzo in over Perunovic? Stupid. <laughs> yeah, agree. <laughs> and I'll say, I don't hate Bortuzzo. I just no. don't get why Perunovic is not getting a look. Right. He, it, it, it just doesn't... It, it, at this point, just trade him, right? If you are not going to use him, if you're just going to put him in the press box and wait for injuries to come along before you'll give him a shot, trade him. He'll have value. Do you know what I think they're maybe holding out hope for? Is that he'll Krug grow will have a and be six five two seventy like Baruby once? Well, well, that 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 well maybe, but <laughs> that Krug will will have a nice season, which. He's having a nice season so far, Krug. Is, Don't say much... that. Don't say that. Tory Krug is awful. Oh, because Tory he Krug has the worst. He has one point now uh, through the season. Yeah, he he should at least have five or six now. He's an offensive defenseman. F- fuck it. Fuck everybody with Krug. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, with, I'm with you. I'm with you. He he has been a good. He's been fine. Um. Has been amazing. No, he's been good and much we'll, improved we'll over last it. season. That, we'll get he, to it, but I I think he yeah. had a rough game against Winnipeg. Other other than I think, that, I think a lot of people I, did. But yes, and yeah. I but I think overall, yes, overall. I think he has been better this year. Right, and I'm 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 speaking overall. I'm not talking individual games necessarily. But yeah, and, and you know, but I, what anyway? What I think they're hoping to, happens is that Krug has a good season. And is a desirable uh, trade chip come the deadline, and then maybe he would say, "Okay, I can go to this team, and they're a cup contender. I might waive my no trade clause for that team if you can get a deal done." And maybe they will, and then they can move that contract and then bring in Brunovich to play a lot more minutes because playing Krug and Brunovich in the same lineup, while I'm all for it, I don't think they're going to do that. Uh oh. Uh, yes, Bill, you are a good man. PM, do you know where your children are? You know what you be, pisses me off is that at 9.59, I had my eye on the clock at 9.59. <laughs> I was like, keep watching. But then I started talking and boom, it just went out the window. Left my mind. You Well, well you anyway. did beat last week's by like 45 minutes. So. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I'm with you. I don't get it. Um, I think at this point, hopefully he's at least fielding calls, right? Like at this point, I'm hoping he's at least like, okay, best offer. Hopefully I'll hear something, but you know, I just, you got to trade him at this point because you're just, I don't going to play him. I hope not. I, I hope the scenario that I mentioned earlier comes to fruition. Uh, because if, I would rather see Krug moved and that salary moved to create some some salary cap so we can work with the salary cap a little bit and to play Prunovich instead of Krug. I would rather 
even though Krug's played a pretty good defensive game this season, uh, and he's not shown offensive, uh, his offensive side has not been there. I think Prunovich would bring more offensive abilities, but maybe not quite as much defensive. I don't, I don't give a shit at this time, at this point in the season. I'd rather see Prunovich playing, and and if they're going to move somebody, and if they can move Krug at the deadline or near the deadline, I would say let's do that, and then plug Prunovich in to his spot. That's what I would. But do. Krug doesn't want to leave. That's the problem. I well, he, he the the way he phrased it in the off season when he was asked to waive his no trade clause, you know, and, and it almost it almost seemed like he was open to the opportunity to leave, given the situation. Maybe I know he said he didn't want to leave then, but he he talked about wanting to win and wanting to win a cup. So if this team at the deadline is not nowhere near the playoffs, and I think and if, and if the team is going to be sellers, and I think maybe he would change his mind at that time. I know he didn't in the off season, last off season, but maybe he would change his mind in this coming off season, in this coming trade deadline, if this team is out of it and a team wants him who is a legit cup contender. Not a Philadelphia. Know. Yeah, not no, Philadelphia. no, 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 not no, probably no, not Edmonton either. No, <laughs> eh, I well. No, I guess not. No, 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 I, I agree. I don't know. I, I don't think that's at this point. I'm not taking that as a possibility. Again, I look at I look at these no trade clauses as you just got to work around them. You're going to have to have them on the lineup. They're going to be on the team until they're gone. So I'm not looking at it like that. I hope you're right, Kurt, but I'm just not as optimistic. I, I know, think at this point, that's what is just going to sit as long as Baruby's head coach. Maybe if you can and- get something for him. I'm OK with it. Well, it depends what that something is. I, I, I think he, I, you know, there have been a lot of defensemen in this in the NHL that have won fucking Norris trophies by having a shitty defensive game and an amazing offensive game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So See Carlson, Eric. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, to be recognized as a legit blue chip number one type quote defenseman, you don't have to play great defense. You just have to light it up at. And offensively, you gotta be right. great at one end or the other, right? right. Look, think... look at Quinn Hughes, right? Yeah, the guy that he and Prunovich are very similar in stature. And I'm not saying Scott Prunovich is in the same league talent wise as Quinn Hughes, but he has ability to play in this league. He has he has what it takes. He showed that he can run an NHL power play. Uh, during that Colorado series. I mean, he was lights out. Our power play was lights out without with him out there. And what is the biggest weakness on this team right now? It's the fucking power play. So do something to get him in there. If you have to go 7D, you know, and, and you know, bench Verona again, I, I don't like that idea, but, you know, get him in there. But Jesus, Tyler Tucker, sit a couple more. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that that bothers me is I don't want him at eleven seven. I want him playing full defensive minutes. I and agree. Seeing what he can do. I like, agree. Why mm-hmm. are we not even just giving him a chance at this point when this team? I mean, they're not bad, but they're not good. They're kind of in the middle. So why not right. see what this kid could do with full minutes playing defense? And you're not going to find out. You're not going to find out what you have as a team. If you don't let him, don't give him a shot, right? We're, we're in this, you know, win one, lose one, 
win two, lose two kind of thing right now, right? So there's no consistency. So give everybody a shot. That is consistent, and, though. And, it's consistently mediocre. <laughs> it's consistently inconsistent, right? And, right. You know, that's but but they're not, you know, it, it's not like they have anything to lose at this point, right? They're keep trying different things, but you know, the different things is oh, we'll play uh Tyler Tucker next to Tory Krug this this go out, right? Sit him for a few games. You've made Perunovic sit this much. Tucker can do that too. Right, bring force him in. Like if I if I'm Armstrong, right, I am telling Baruby get him in the lineup. Yep. But uh, I'm a I'm a peacock, Gene. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason Miller said that's reasonable, Kurt. But would they really have pretty much sit almost every game until the deadline? And I'm like, I uh, apparently I can see them doing that. I hope they don't. I hope I hope they would play him. Well, then like, you're like, just, like, you're like, like, his trade value if you just sit him the whole time. Well, I hope they don't trade him. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather them work towards trading crew the deadline and and keeping pretty much long term. I hope that's their long term goal. Hopefully, they're hoping for what I'm thinking, and that they would okay. Krug will maybe waive his no trade clause the deadline to go to a contender if we're not in it this season. You know, because because he said in the offseason last season that he wanted to win a cup, right? So if he has an opportunity in front of him, maybe he'd waive it. Maybe you think somebody would take him at the trade deadline? It depends on contract. It depends on the kind of year he has. No way. No one's taking him at the deadline. It's going to be an offseason move. It depends on the kind of it depends on the kind of year he has. Uh, this he's got to give up a bunch of salary to take him on though. Like a team that's battling for the cup. They're not making that big of a trade to move on another piece. It depends who it is. They might have a guy who, who is, uh, making a lot of money that they want to dump. I I don't know. I have have Mm. no idea. A lot can happen between now and then. And a lot of teams would, would come and go between now and then. So I, I, this is all speculation and there's all like wishful thinking. I get it. But, uh, uh, and I, and and you're right, Jeff, it's a, it's a goofy situation where a lot of things have to fall in place for this to happen. But I think, you know, the blues tried it in the off season, you know, with moving him. So we'll see. I'm sure they'll they'll be open to it uh, at the deadline. So we'll see. Um, So talking about this game again, talking about the first game against the New Jersey devils uh, this year, Uh, Kevin Hayes was the story here for me, game winning goal. And of course the empty net goal to seal it. Uh, it wasn't just the goal scoring, and maybe it was that first goal that he scored, the, the second goal of the game. Um, I thought he looked pretty good in this yeah. game. I I liked the way he was moving up in the play. He looked, first of all, his celly after he scored on that goal, that showed it all to me. You could tell he felt like he had a monkey on his back because, I mean, he did the whole two fists and knee in the air, super excited to score that goal first of the season, and then again, the empty net goal at the end. I thought he was skating well. He back-checked well. He had some good PK time, um, liked his passing. He looked like he was way more comfortable with his line mates in this game. Um, not just the goals. I liked Kevin Hayes' game overall. Uh, best game of the season for him, clearly. Yeah. I think uh, I, th- I think, and the contrast in, in this game for him compared to his play up to this point uh, is dramatic, right? So it's easy to see how well he played in this game because he was really ineffective 
and just flat out bad <laughs> up to this point. So it was a super fan, and he's played after the New Jersey game. I think he's he's stepped his play up. He's been yes. better. Uh, this this game, yeah, this New Jersey game was 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 uh, fantastic as he put up numbers. But he's been much better since this game too. So yes. yeah, this is the guy that we wanted to see when we got him. Yeah, the the monkey off off the back comment is completely accurate. He's he's not gripping his stick tight anymore. He's he's you know playing with confidence. Um, you know, I think going into this game, uh, it looked like he wouldn't commit to plays down low. Um, and there were a couple times and he would get on odd man rushes and then make weird cuts and yeah. not be in the right spot. Um, and that that seems to be gone from the game now, right? So, getting getting that first goal, getting the monkey off his back, really really looks like it's it's got the guy going in the right direction. Um, hopefully, you know, last night was just a, a team brain fart and, um, they're, they're able to write the ship quickly. Um, but yeah, completely a different player than, than he had been going into that game. So other goals in this game, Jake neighbor scored the first goal of the game, um, off a nice play came in, uh, beat, uh, the goaltender. Was it Schmid? Schmid was yes. that, right? Yeah, Akira Schmid. Uh, yep, Schmid. Yeah, beat Schmid uh, um, on a nice play. Robert Thomas tallies his second goal in as many games with just nine seconds left in the game. Uh, Jordan Bennington, uh, 33 saves on 34 shots. Uh, early on in the season, we talked a lot about how it seemed like the Blues were just getting outshot a ton, uh, which over time, again, we talked that it wasn't so much the shots against, it was the <laughs> shots for that felt like the issue. Well, in this right. game, Blues outshoot the Devils, and uh, they've been outshooting their opponents a lot more lately, 35-34. to 34. Um, One big note for the NHL for this game, uh, Jack Hughes, uh, one of the top point getters, mm-hmm. looking like a guy who was going to really have a great season. Uh, he was injured in the first period after he toe-picked, trying to get a rebound off Bennington's pad, crashed into the boards, and did not return, and is considered week-to-week with an, a UPL at this point. Did you see... The social media uh, outrage from Devils fans. Did you read claim, the comment in the outline claiming that I, I don't have the outline? I don't think you shared it with me. <laughs> he I'm shared it this, last uh, Friday. I'm, I definitely okay. did. Okay, I'm doing this all like uh, just uh, just my common knowledge. There you go. There you go, buddy. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. But uh, <laughs> so before I even pull it up, I'm going to say this: that uh, yeah, they were blaming Bennington for this. Yep. Uh, for tripping him, <laughs> which, yep. which if you look on replay, nowhere near. He comes nowhere near tripping him. Uh, so just, I mean, do people even, this is why uh, I don't understand. This is what bugs the shit out of me with, with replays. Even, even like professional color analysts, they'll look at a fucking video replay and just see it completely wrong. Like, like uh, I saw, I think I saw the replay. It was Ken Danico, right? The the color guy for New Jersey. He fucking said that Bennington tripped him. Basically, I'm like, what the fuck? This, right. this is not true at all. Nowhere close to tripping him. And he says, oh, yeah, Bennington got it. No, he didn't do anything like that. And right. that's and that's probably what fueled part of that. 
Exactly. Exactly. The the color guy on the Ken Danica was terrible. He's right. awful. He's I whenever I would turn on NHL Network when he was in studio, I'd immediately find something else to watch. He's I've, all over NHL media too, which is yeah, shocking because he is not good. Every no, time I listen to him, he's awful. He's so bad. So yeah, I don't get it. Whenever it comes to the Devils, you know he's he's uh, yeah. I mean, can't blame him. He's a New Jersey lifer, right? Oh and, yeah. You know, but he's yeah. There's being a home totally and then there's totally just being biased, awful. Right? Right. Like seeing things that aren't there. It's just terrible. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And he he's st- he's one of those guys that well back in my day like okay that's oh, a lot different from how the game fuck is now him. bro fuck him yep. yeah, back in your day you got awarded scott stevens and he made you better <laughs> yeah right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Zing. no that uh yeah that's um that yeah there was there was somebody i think it was on um sportsnet's post of the injury some guy just going off and even like other nhl fans are like dude watch the play that is clearly not what happened like People were even commenting, like, I hate Jordan Bennington. He didn't do anything wrong here. He was just stretching out to make the save and cover the net. He was no, looking, no, no. He, he stuck his leg out to trip him. Fuck, he, he didn't was, even touch him. The dude poked. He toe yeah, Hughes was going for a rebound. He was like, adjusting. He he altered his stride to try and uh, try and get a rebound. And that's when he fell. He toe-picked. And, uh, and Bennington is adjusting for the attempt at the rebound. That's all he was doing. He didn't fucking touch Hughes. So fucking I, people are just fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Yep. Agree. Well, uh, let's let's pull out another movie quote here, guys. <clears throat> nice. Let's go. With a win yesterday and a win today, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. <laughs> uh, that What's is that uh, the Blues Saturday night beating the Montreal Canadiens 6-3. Bill Day's second favorite team, the Montreal Canadiens. Were you there, Bill? Canadians. Uh, was not. Oh, no, we had uh, family obligations uh, this year. When's the last time that Montreal was in town we didn't go? Um, last year. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that uh, was not as exciting wah, wah. as you thought it would no, be. No, not yeah. at all. Because no, no, I, I used to go all the time. Yeah, yeah. So prior to that, um, <laughs> when when fans were, you know, I think the last time they came to town was that the the game. Um, Jake Allen gave up the worst goal of his career with the little wrist shot from outside oh, the blue line. That's saying early. something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that and Montreal's like, wow, we got to get us some Jake Allen. And uh, yeah, so it's it's been several years actually since I've been, but yeah, it, it used to be, you know, I would go right. We've we've uh, we've uh, laughed about the uh, ugly Ronaldo statue, which happened at a Montreal game because I was wearing a Habs jersey. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's been several years since I've gone to see. Um, <clears throat> I think I think I've been. I, it's been one game since we actually saw them in Montreal. So it's uh, not not been as frequent lately. So well, neither team has it? given me that much to no. to really want to be there. Yeah, they went to the Stanley Cup final recently. Yeah, and that was awesome. Right, that was during fun the, during the pandemic. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. going to going yeah. to Sunrise Brewery. Well, all three of us. That was yeah. I think watching that was the, watching game seven seven against uh, game six. Um, uh, Toronto. It was game six. Yeah, uh, was it? Six I don't seven? think we saw the series clincher. We saw the clincher. Yeah, it was Cockaniemi so. and yeah, in uh, overtime clinched yeah. in overtime. Are yeah, because sure? right. that Maple Leafs fan was there, and I thought she said, "We'll get you next game." 
Did she? No, that was that was the clincher. That was, was I'm pretty sure that was Maybe the clincher. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. That was the clincher. Yeah. All right. That, that pretty, was awesome. Pretty, and pretty sure. Pretty sure that was also our last time at Sunrise Brewery. Oh, uh, is that right? I went. Well, I went uh, for as, the as, closing night as a group. As a group. Oh, the three of us. Yeah, probably right. Uh, I don't what? know where this came's from, but I'll take it. Captain Insano showed no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> he was he was asking. I, I think Insano. he was uh, responding to you uh, saying another movie quote, please. Oh, okay, that'll work. Where uh, the fuck are you, Austin? Look at this. Witness uh, protection. He has now been demoted, folks. He is now listener, Austin. Listener, Austin. In the yeah. uh, in the chat, hey, look at that! Uh, he says, "Listening from work, miss talking with you guys." Yeah, we miss having a fucking producer. Yeah, um, this show this show is like gone downhill completely. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> we got we got we even trying new things. We got me hosting. What is we're, happening we're, here? We're 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 like just, we're doing stuff ourselves. It's a pain in the ass. It is, and we're missing uh, we're missing the the. Have you seen your children? Uh, by like forty five minutes. It's awful. Well, you are. I am. <laughs> I missed it by yeah. three. Right, you missed it by three, but still four, because three of me. Or... Right. Yes. Yeah, thank you, right. Bill. Who knows? Why don't you help Kurt out, Bill? Long. What kind of dick yeah. are you? Yeah, I know, well, right? You it both. I made, you know what no, I made it. I, I made it a point after. Nobody right, told after me after Kurt's big gaffe last week. I'm like, we can't do that again. Loud so. noises. <laughs> you, you guys, it's on you guys too. Like, nobody said, uh, "Where are your children?" Uh, no. All right. Forty-five minutes. Hey All Google. Right. Set a reminder every Wednesday at ten o'clock to tell Kurt it's ten o'clock. Is that gonna work? <laughs> sure. I'll remind you every Wednesday at ten a.m. You changed no, your voice. No, not at ten a.m. <laughs> <laughs> not even there. Put that off. You 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 changed your voice to a male voice on your uh, Google Voice. Uh, Google That's home? hot. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> okay. hot. I like it. All right. You, so you want a butler? I would have bought one. My mine's still on the female voice. I, you can change the British. I had it for British for a while. That was pretty cool. Mine is uh mine is like Austrian, Australian. I think it's Australian. Um and I have, I have, her her name is Friday. So like it's like no, I'm sorry, she's Scottish. Her name is Friday, oh, like because it's not Scottish, it's Iron crap. Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Right. Uh so again, lineup changes. This is back to back night, Saturday against uh Montreal. Lineup changes. Robert Bortuzzo comes back out. And Scott Perut. No! No! Scott Perutovich does not come in. The worst defenseman on this team, in my opinion, <laughs> except maybe Scandella this season so far. Tyler Tucker. And he's with Scandella. his way back in. <laughs> on the third and he's turn. with Scandella. And I'm, again, <laughs> I have no ill will towards Tyler Tucker. I just don't understand what he has done to earn being an everyday defenseman at yeah. this point. He needs more seasoning. Stop putting him in. Let Perunovic have his chance. Good Lord. Hasn't Closest been said thing before? we have to a number one left-handed D, right? That's what hasn't I've been, been told. Said, hasn't been said before that this is not a learning league? You know, this is a, you know, this is the NHL where you're not supposed to... The, the AHL is where you're supposed to learn, right, to play. So... Uh, Everyone except time. Tyler Tucker. I don't understand. I, I mean, are they that desperate for size that they'll sacrifice I'm, all kinds of Robert other stuff? Fortuzo. I know, and <laughs> I I agree with you. But I'm like, but that's why the, that's the only reason they're playing Tucker is for size. That's it. Makes it. No sense. I don't. I mean, he's not good. 
defensively. He's been exposed. Give give Scott Perunovich the opportunity you've given Tucker and see if he see what he doesn't do. Like you have to love the story. Tyler Tucker, right? Seventh round draft pick makes it. Yeah. Right. Scott Perunovich, second round draft pitch, draft pitch, draft pick, (laughs) much, much, much more, uh, you know, talent all around. Give him those opportunities. Do it. What does Tucker bring to this team besides size over Prunovich? You tell well, me. like I, I said he, last week, he was our leading scorer after one game. He, he is mm. a, a bag of nails in front of the net, which I do like. I do, too. I like that aspect. But when you're getting walked and mm-hmm. you're a liability defensively elsewhere in your own zone, I don't give a shit if you're you're punishing in front of the net. If you're a liability defensively elsewhere in your own zone, what are we doing? Perunovich can be a liability defensively in our own zone and put up points in the offensive zone. So, yep. I mean, I, if we're going to have a liability on defense, give me the guy that can produce offensively Yep, as well. I'll say I think Tucker made a nice play on a goal. Uh, I think it was in this game. Uh, yeah, it was, on Shen, it was on Shen's goal. I know it wasn't Shen. Who was it? I don't remember. It's in there somewhere. It's in my notes. But um, he did make a nice play that led to a goal. But, I mean, outside of that, I just, yeah, he doesn't have the offensive upside, which is fine. You don't need that. No. But yeah, if you're getting, and I said, it's funny because I re-listened a part of the show last week. I think I heard myself say this exact phrase like five times. When you're getting walked to the outside, you do not belong on NHL ice. And that happened consistently to Tucker in the yeah. first eight games of the season. Yeah. Yet he continues. And again, I, again, I hate to feel so like I'm like, I'm bullying Tucker here because I do like Bill said, I love his story and I hope he becomes a full-time NHL player, but right now he's just not it. And you've got a guy in Scott Perunovich who's ready for that next jump, but he's not getting his opportunities. So if he were on the show right now, Tyler Tucker, (laughs) what would you say to him? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for joining the show, Tyler Tucker. Hey, show. Friend of the show, Tyler <laughs> Friend Tucker. Of the show, Tyler Tucker. <laughs> hey, we have an opening as a producer. Interested? <laughs> yeah. You probably yeah. do a lot better there than yeah. in the Blues defense. Did, Boom. Can, that's what I do. Can you get walked wide as a as a producer? <laughs> oh, oh goodness. man. He is sorry, never Tyler. Come on this show. Ever, ever, ever. No, he will not. Sorry, Tyler. We love you. Kind of. Uh, so in this you're, game, you're player. That's fine. I thought, and we're not, we don't have to go through goal by goal here, but, um, I did like the blues opening scoring play with one twenty four into the first period. Uh, Jordan Cairo received a nice pass from Braden Shen. We kind of dogged Braden Shen a little bit, uh, in previous episodes for this season in his play, but thought that was a really nice play and found, uh, Cairo on the back door reminiscent of any goal scored on the blues last season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it was uh yeah, Shen had the breakaway and then nobody bothered taking him out in the corner and yep. he he was able to stick it and wait until uh Kyrou busted down the wing and yeah, bad bad defensive cover by Montreal on that play. Yep. Uh so the Habs scored on the power play, which is a trend I think that uh, we'll talk about plenty here uh in the next couple games. Uh, I don't so care about scored. giving up goals in the power play uh, on the PK as long as you're scoring on the power play. But the Blues aren't yeah. doing that. So No, they're not. 
Uh, so that was uh, Slavkovsky scores, and then the Blues scored again. Uh, Robert Thomas scored uh, after a nice break-in and cut move to the blue line to work his way into the slot and fire a wrister from the top of the circle that hits uh, Montembeau's glove and goes just under the crossbar. That is Thomas's third consecutive uh, goal in three in as many games. Uh, which is awesome. So, uh, you know, one of them was an empty netter, but still good to see. Uh, if you guys remember early in his career when, uh, yes, we were doing a show early in Robert Thomas's career because we've been on forever. Um, something we kind of complained about was we're like, man, his wrist shot is just, it looks weak. It's flimsy. <laughs> it's not very good. But I feel like the last, I'd say <laughs> two and a half years, his wrist shot has become very elite. Like it's, it's been, it's well-placed. It doesn't flutter and he usually well, finds its way through traffic. I think he's done a great job working on that shot. Well, uh, you know, speaking from guys who were our past first players, uh, we do have, uh, we, we do have the ability to snipe. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Don't say we. Don't you say we. You, you, you've only played with me in, in a few tournaments. Bill, no. I'm, I'm, I'm Are you comparing first. yourself to Robert Thomas I'm a, right I'm now? I'm a past first. I modeled my game after Adam Oates. So I was going to say, give him three lines and Adam Oates is coming out here. <laughs> so, you know, he's a pass first guy. And I was always, I was always happy to dish it off and looking for the pass. And I'm just saying that. Given the opportunity, I, I I could snipe it, and and every single like uh, uh, fantastic passer in the NHL has the ability to snipe that puck. Guarantee to you. <clears throat> well, maybe not Craig Canny, but yeah, he he, could he score. never did it, but he could. He right. never he never tried. He had, I would he pass had, on a breakaway. Right, he had he actually had really good breakaway moves and just would not put himself in position to get breakaways. So uh crappy goalie in the Facebook chat says Kurt will demand a new contract soon. Yeah, following after his hero Adam Oates. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to renegotiate. Yeah. Yep. Because because my contract is no longer comparable to the top uh, passers in the NHL. Right. Yep. Yeah. No, uh Rob Tom has the last three games he's he's done that cuts in the middle and go top shelf right and just very very just strong play in the slot the only player on the blues right now who is getting to the middle consistently and yep. and yeah that shot is you know he's the guy that if you said let's tear it down the one guy you keep at this point he has everything in his game although you know still working on the defensive end a little bit um, but I don't. Ken Morris, Ken Morris says, "Kurt, ever have Jeff on your wing to dish off to?" Jeff is a defenseman. Yeah, I've I don't <laughs> play a lot of wing. Um, yeah. I don't think you and I. I mean, I think well, we played the one tournament together. I don't even know if we were on the same line. No, I don't think. I don't well, think you we were the captain. You didn't put me on your line. You no. did. You. I appreciate it. You did put me in the shootout, and I came through. Thank you very you much. Did. Yeah. Yes. Good on you. Yep. Uh, it was a nice, it was a nice fake slap shot in the shootout that actually oh, worked. And move I have never ever done in my life. <laughs> and it worked. You got him to bite. That's all that matters. Hey, you know what? Whatever, whatever works. So 
uh, that that Thomas goal put the Blues up two to one. Second period, Blues go back up three one. Uh, Brandon Side gives the Blues some relief after a nice play from Tucker. Sees the puck at her center. Shen sealed off the wall, and then uh, him and Kairou go on a two-on-one, and uh, Saad settles it and shoots to beat the goalie high over the glove. Uh, just a nice play, nice breakout play by the Blues. And again, uh, Braden Shen uh, stepping up here and making some nice plays. So in the last two games, I think Braden Shen has really stepped up his game. And uh, again, uh, earlier, Ken Morris made a comment that maybe Kevin Hayes listened to me bitching about him last week. That's why he had a big game. Maybe Braden Shen heard us talk about him last week. I think I think Shen's the kind of player that that I mean he he was non-existent, right? And uh, just wasn't doing anything on the ice. He was invisible uh, for the most part, uh, most of the season. So I, I mean, he's not going to maintain that. Um, I think his his probably his his prime years behind him, but uh, you know he's going to be better than he was to start the season with the blues. Uh, I think that was probably as bad as he can probably play at this point in his career. So uh, I, I, this was probably expected from him to step it up a little bit. He was due. Yep. Uh, so the halves go, uh, we'll, we'll cut the lead to three to two at fourteen forty-eight. a second. Uh, Gallagher uh, scores after a dumping goes Gallagher. wrong. Yeah, uh, Pareko slides it to Letty behind the net. Letty's pinched off by Monahan, who finds an all-alone Gallagher to the left of the slot, who fires a past Hofer with Pearson screening in front. So, yeah, that was uh, Gallagher all alone. Um, I thought a just a – I thought it was actually I, – I wanted to get mad at Letty, honestly, on this play. But um, I thought Monahan just made a really nice play on him, pitched him off, didn't let him get the puck up through the uh, – up the boards – and uh, just made a nice play to find Gallagher. And at that point, it's such a quick turnover. And Gallagher's all alone. And like I said, Letty's behind the net. Pareko's still back there. Hard to pick it up. I thought just a nice uh, play by the Habs. Bill, you're a fan of both teams. Do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, no. Sean Monahan is having a resurgent year, right? So many injury problems with Calgary. And then when he got to Montreal last year, he's he has been one of the, the big bright stories for the Canadians in, in their early season success. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't think it was a coincidence that it was the pair of Pareko and Letty that uh, were both behind the net. And, uh, <laughs> but in this, in this instance, the offense completely, you know, let down with uh, coverage in front of the net, you know, you, you want, defenseman covering down low right and they're gonna they're gonna try to get the guy behind the net and like you said Monahan made a great play picking off uh you know cutting off the boards and making a play to Gallagher forward should have been there um yep it it was it was a great pass by Monahan great forwards were going forwards were going north at this point I think they really thought break go back to Letty Letty up the boards Let's have a breakout. Maybe we'll get a three on two. <laughs> That's why we got him. Happen. Right. Let yeah. him transition. Yep. So. But he skates, uh, not passes. <laughs> That's true. Just, yeah. So in the third period, Blues go up four to two at 250. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Alexi Torpchenko scores shorthanded uh, off a nice play by Buchnevich, uh knocking Justin Barron off the puck. Sends Torpchenko on a breakaway and he beats Montembeau over the blocker. Uh, just a nice play. Overall shorthanded. Second shorthanded goal. So far for the Blues this season. 
Yeah, I, I think I've been watching a little too much soccer lately because I completely expected him to call the goal back. Uh, VAR intervening <laughs> because of a trip at the blue line. Because, yeah, I totally <laughs> thought that was going to happen. Bushnevich, uh, I thought I thought for sure there was going to be an interference call there. Um, yep. But uh, Torpchenko made no mistake. Um, you know, I, I Montembeau gave him that, gave him the blocker side, so he took yep. it. Beautiful shot. My favorite goal of the season so far. I'm going to say right now, this goal coming up here: five-two Blues. Uh, Braden Shen scores after everyone in the Blues, uh, or I'm sorry, everyone in the Blues that were on the ice touched the puck. Uh, Shen won the faceoff in the neutral zone and went D to D. Then over to Jordan Cairo, who cuts to the middle after a middle lane drive from Saad, uh, finds him cutting in from the wing. He slides it to Shen, who's cutting in from the left wing, and he one-times it past Montebeau over the outstretched stick. I thought this was just a beautiful – again, I we always say that whenever I'm playing. Whenever, like, everyone on the puck or on, or on the ice touches the puck, we're all like, holy shit, we all contributed to that goal. It's such a beautiful thing to see. So when the Blues were able to do this, and it wasn't a breakout. It was from the neutral zone, a face-off neutral zone, and they all touched the puck in a short span. I thought that was just beautiful teamwork and goes to show that this team has really worked on their break-ins into the zone. It was a fantastic play by Cairo to to find Shen on this play. And to... And I think Cairo has gotten such a shit ton of of crap on social media. Agreed. And this is a fan this is a fantastic unwarranted mostly, right? I mean, he's gonna yes. come, people want him traded. I mean, come on, settle down, guys. Calm down. Jesus Christ. Um the the the, the bipolar game by game ridiculousness is just insane. Uh coming is, coming from the guy that wanted him benched last year. Well I, I said this last week. I love his play. I think he's working on his full 200-foot game. I think he's looked fine. I He's not putting up the points, but guess what? I want him putting up those points when the Blues are challenging for playoffs. I don't think they're going to do that this year. So work on your game. See what you can do defensively. Work on your forecheck. And I think that's what he's doing, and I love it. I think he looks fine. Yeah, and 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 and, and wanting, wanting him to be benched, which we, we disagreed on that last season. On that, but wanting to to be benched uh, versus wanting to be traded are two vastly different ideas, right? True. So, I mean, uh, you know, but there are people who will always be that way, uh, vocal on social media. It's just, it's always been that way. They want the best players traded. That when when Hull and Pronger were here, they wanted a Hull traded. They wanted Pronger traded. You know, it's the same fucking people that just, I don't know. I, I don't understand the the mentality there. You know, Pronger takes a penalty. They want him traded. A bad penalty, right? And again, <laughs> he was known for early in his career. They wanted him traded. They wanted a Hall traded. You can't win a cup with Hall. They want him traded. I, well, just, I, I remember I, Pavel Dimitra had two years left on his contract. And people saying, they got to trade him. They're not going to resign him. And this is the best he's ever looked. They need to trade him now. And I'm like, <laughs> why don't we try and go win a, I don't know, a championship with this team? Why not? I, I, I don't understand the, the the mindset of some people who are always wanting to build for the future, right? Trade this guy now, we'll get draft picks. Trade this guy, we'll get draft picks. If 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 we if the team were run 
based on how they wanted it to be run, we'd be rebuilding for 30 years. And it just it, we'd never get anywhere. It's always trade the guy that is, is the next great white hope, right, for this team. Is that racist? Uh, and then just <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know where the, the quote comes from. It might be racist. I have no idea. I'm sorry if it is. But <laughs> I just know it's a quote. Um, but <laughs> the great white hope wasn't it aware? Wasn't that a Woody Harrelson movie? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I think but it's also the, a they... lyric from a Bloodhound Gang song. Is it? <laughs> yes. Well, I think it was around before that, though. But anyway, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, they want the the next greatest thing if they're struggling at the time to be traded away. It's just like, what is going on? I don't understand that mindset uh so much of people to just like give up just tr- just move everything that, that that is like the future of this organization uh for whatever because we're building for the future it's like they never want to win now they always want they always want to win like six years from now uh puck guy 14 our friend from teal town usa we love you and congratulations on the yay! sharks getting their first win yay wait a second uh, huh Blues rebuild for 30 years? No, no. You said Sharks wrong. <laughs> LMAO. Uh, you know Buckeye what? 14. We, we, uh, man, I watched uh, that game last night. I, did too. I was rooting Sharks. Man, I'm like, come on. They were holding on. You know they were up 2 0. Then they yeah. go on uh, uh, Blackwood, the one that yeah. was on his pad when it went in the net. The I'm like, oh, that is just the Sharks' luck right now. Do you know what I was rooting for? And I, and I, and I, and I mean this with, with all love and respect to the Teal Town USA podcast and and and, and Puck Guy is that uh, I was rooting for Philly to tie it and I was and then I was rooting for San Jose to win it in overtime to be that because I, I wanted an exciting you know finish for San Jose. Uh, cool. Granted I, I just I, I like I like comeback late goals to tie and then overtime, I, I enjoy that aspect. But it, the one positive I'll say, Puck Guy fourteen, you guys get to watch Eklund uh, this year, dude. That kid has got a shot. That whoa, that power play goal he scored last night. Woo! That kid can shoot the puck, so that'll be fun to watch. Hopefully, he continues his progression. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. Is Eklund, you say, is that the E eleven? I want to. I was going to say E eleven. I was. I asked Puck Guy if uh, if, if if Shark fans. Uh, are the same as blues fans in that there's a substantial number of people, a vocal minority probably uh, on social media that always want the latest, greatest uh, if they're struggling to be traded away to build for the future (laughs) every single year, because that's, it's been the case ever since social media has been a thing. And we've been online with the, the, the let's go blues.com forums and whatever, you know, uh, Reddit, Facebook, whatever shit show is out there. Uh, you got people just wanting to trade away everything for the future. Always every year for the future. So back to this game, uh, blues go up six to, uh, Kapanen scores in the empty net for second goal of the season. The Habs were not done, uh, yet. They, uh, got a goal late in this game as Nick Suzuki scored after some strong pressure from the Habs. Suzuki deflected in Cole Caulfield's point shot to make the game appear a little bit closer. So this game ends six to three blues uh, shots on goal. Again, blues out, shoot the Canadians 35 to 33, two strong performances back to back against two teams who've been playing. Montreal has been falling off a little bit as we all expected. They might 
Uh, but New Jersey, you know, clearly, yes, they've got injuries to Heischer and, and Hughes now. Uh, but still, a strong team, a cup-contending team. Blues played them well, played the Habs well. Uh, although, in this game, no power plays for the Blues, no penalties uh, for uh, Montreal. They went three for four on the PK. So a little bit better than what we've seen, but still did give up the one power play goal. Uh, so this next game, uh, last night's game, the Jets down the Blues at home five to two. So same lineup as against Montreal, which I found interesting. Not maybe not so much. And maybe I'm just looking for reasons to bitch. But it's like you made a change, which I appreciated. They did at least make one change and get somebody in there with some fresh legs against Montreal. But I thought, man, why not go back to the lineup against New Jersey? Uh, they played really well against them, too. But no, no lineup changes. Uh, Robert Bertuzzo stays out. Tyler Tucker stays in with Marco Scandella on Scond- that. Uh, Scandella on the, on the uh, bottom <laughs> pairing. Uh, so in this game, to kick it off, Mike Shifley scores pretty quick on the power play. Uh, Jets worked it around, and I follow, who I thought had a great game. Uh, Shifley, too. That whole line was great. Uh, finds finds uh, Shifley on the back door of the Blues PK, left the low slot wide open. On this game, I know we kind of like look at, like, or on this goal, we kind of look at, okay, who was out of position? I thought this was just a situation where the, the PK needed to shift there had to be somebody covering here, and then they move the puck to the quarter. Okay, Thomas shipped down, cover the guy in front of the net, while uh, Letty had moved up a little bit on one of the point men. I just thought this was bad communication by the Blues. They mm-hmm. left that front of the crease wide open, open for any pass. Again, something we saw a lot last year, where that pass just got right through the crease and no chance for Bennington as the puck goes right in front of him. And uh, Shifley scores and uh, just taps in that backdoor chance. Just a a bad PK formation, I thought, by mm. the Blues. On the ice, Thomas, Buchnevich, Pareko, and Letty just did not look good on that play. Yeah, Letty, Letty slid out to uh, and, and was at the hash marks on the boards trying to cut the pass down to Ayafalo, and it got through. Um, Pareko, you know, just was was where he should have been. Thomas was getting there, but he was yeah. making an adjustment. And sh- I mean, Shifley was standing there all alone, like standing still for a few seconds. Um, so yeah, there was definitely a breakdown um, and yeah, bad rotation by the blues there. I agree with you. Uh, I- I've just pulled up the screenshot and I paused right, right before the pass was made. Preko is in perfect position. Perfect. Right, he's taken away the pass to the to the guy breaking from the from the right face off dot, and he is uh, and and Thomas is supposed to have backdoor, mm-hmm. but Thomas right. doesn't quite have it. Even though his stick was in the lane, right, he missed the pass, right, to deflect away. Yeah. So I mean, and I'm not sure exactly why Thomas wasn't far, wasn't deeper, uh, against uh, on Shifley. Because there's nobody else to cover in the slot or on the point, left point. There's no one there. So why not go to Shifley? There's no one else to cover. So, but he, but I mean, and he just, I mean, he has a stick in the lane and it doesn't, he doesn't deflect it. And it uh, obviously it's a, it's a slams at home under Bennington's pad, right? Who comes across. Yeah. And, and I thought, I thought, man, 
if your pad's down, it's a nice save. You know, you got to have your pad on the ice. Um, I don't know. I, I, a few things in this play kind of pissed me off. I, I, I thought Ben could play it a little bit. I mean, it would have been a great save. Don't be wrong. But I'm like, pad's got to be on the yeah. ice, right? Yep. So yeah, he he was not sealed. Nope. That that uh, um, I've seen that uh, a few times this season from both Blues goalies where they're they're moving in um, the seal uh, comes. Yeah unsealed yep. Tom, Thomas Thomas and Bennington you know can share the blame on this goal so uh so Jets score again uh 16 15 uh in the first period Blues misplay the puck in their own zone as Kairou stepped up along the boards again by Alex Ayafalo and uh the Jets go to work Shifley finds Pionk breaking in he beats Bennington high blocker uh in the top of the corner I thought I I got to say, like, and, and yes, the Blues, I think Kairou made a mistake here, should have pinched the puck out, gotten rid of it quicker, get it to center, either uh, let him come back in or whatever. But at that point, you just got to think about getting the puck out of the zone. But, man, this shot from Pionk, I thought that was a beautifully placed shot. It was one of those that it rung the very top corner so tight on that net because that's right where that the net gets real tight right there. It just bounced right back out. Mm-hmm. He just hit that perfectly. This is interesting to me because this, I mean, it, it, I agree with you, is a fantastically placed shot. However, it's from the faceoff dot. Yeah. So, Bill. Bennington's out of position. He should have had hmm. this, right? He should, he should even even had though it. it was a fantastically placed shot, mm-hmm. from that spot on the ice, Mm-hmm. probably should have had it right yeah no he um and jamie rivers uh, astutely pointed out um that he that bennington was too far over he he yeah, got he slid too far off um you know by two inches right and, and you slide you know half an inch out of position against an nhl player um they'll probably hit it nine times out of ten and Pionk had a perfect shot absolutely perfect shot um you know biddington could have made it look better i think um but i still think that puck's gonna go in um even though biddington wasn't perfectly positioned so uh yeah i bitched about kairu um not weak play on the boards not chipping it out yeah to me it was like he he got the puck and i think he was thinking offense and he was thinking okay i need to turn spin fire it to somebody and but at that point when you're getting pinched on the boards, I think it just absolutely needs to be, um, you know, let's let's get out of here. Let's let's you know get the puck out. If they turn around and bring it right back into the zone, fine. But you know at that point, I think you just need to look at it like we got to just reset. Like if they shoot it back in, they bring it back in. We'll get them then. Right now, puck out. Let's reset. Maybe we can even get our other winger to change. Even the other defenseman. Just not a good play by Kairou. No. Nope. So Blues uh, go up uh, – or I'm sorry, the Blues cut the lead to 2-1 to one at 16.55 of the first. Robert Thomas scores his fourth goal in as many games. Just 40 seconds later as Kapanen, Pareko, and Thomas put on some nice work in keeping the puck in. There was uh, – the Jets were doing everything they could to get the puck out of the zone, but uh, the Blues were just relentless on uh, uh, chasing that puck down, keeping it in the zone. Kapanen tied up two Jets and allowed Thomas to find the loose puck. Uh, He had his back facing the net when he found it, turned around, spun, shot, and fired it past Hellebuck. Just a one, a very nice, quick, 
uh, release from Thomas. I don't think Hellebuck was expecting it. And uh, I just thought, again, like we've talked before about how the Blues, they'd score a goal and then they'd give up a goal. And it's just, God, come on, where's the momentum? They actually turned it around on the Winnipeg Jets this time. They uh, they capitalized very quickly right after the uh, the Jets scored, which, again, 40 seconds, very yeah. nice. You don't want to go down. You can't give up the next goal at this point. You had to be the next team to score the goal. Yeah, and, you know, like you said, they were so good um, in pressing the Jets and keeping the coverage. Both Kapanen and Thomas were super strong on their sticks and caused that turnover. Um, the fact that the that Kapanen was able to take the two Jets off, off the puck and Thomas having the wherewithal to cut you know, make that quick stop, grab the puck, cut back to the middle. And again, strong wrist shot that, you know, those pass first guys always have um, buries at blocker side. <laughs> yeah. Attacked the shot. net, right? He attacked the net. He, he, he did. He, he uh, uh, corralled the puck, curled and attacked the net and fired. And he picked a spot. Fantastic goal. So, unfortunately, at 434 of the same period, uh, Kyle Connor, who's a Blues killer, scores on the power play, which tell me if you've heard this one before. After some nice passing along the perimeter by the Jets, uh, Connor takes a one-timer from the top of the left circle. And uh, the Blues were, I thought, actually, before this goal, they kept them, as I said, they were making some nice plays in the perimeter. But I thought the Blues were keeping them to the outside, and I was even thinking, like, this looks good. Let's keep this PK going, guys. But, unfortunately... Uh, Connor just takes a one-timer and it's a flex off Nick Letty right off his stick goes past Bennington. And, uh, that is a three, one lead for the jets. This is, this is part of the, uh, I think there was a movement on social media, uh, how the jets were uh, puck lucky, uh, a number of times in this game. And this was one of them is one of those things where it's like, and it happens in NHL, you know, shot deflects off off the stick off the post and in. Uh, just unfortunate for the Blues, just like it was when uh, Winnipeg slides in front of uh, you know two shots to to take away two goals, you know, mm-hmm. on open nets, right? That the Blues had uh, just fantastic plays defensively, but just bad luck for the Blues and puck luck for the Jets. The puck hit the defenseman sliding across, so you know, uh, Blues could have had a couple more goals, and this goal, you know, goes off a stick and off the post and in. It's just bad luck. I hate Connor. I can't stand yes. Connor. The fucker. I, he's got a look about him that just makes me want to fucking punch him in the face. Um, mm-hmm. If I were playing on the Blues in this game, I'd have been. I'd been. I'd have gotten ten minutes conduct for for doing something to him. <laughs> I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. I can't stand that fucker. Yeah, um, there's 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 a a bit of a a Joe dirt thing about him, right? There uh, is. It is. That's a very good analogy. Yeah, Joe dirt. It's so the, the two, the two movie references uh, that popped in my head were Joe dirt. And then, um, uh, William H. Macy's character in boogie nights, right? Put those two together and you've got Kyle Connor. Speaking of which, William H. Macy is playing Jack Buck in a new movie coming up. Oh, is that's, he? That's, I didn't yes. know that. That's yeah, going to be great. Heard that on Cam Wex the other morning. Yeah. Oh, man. He's going to be great at that. That's yep. great. Yep. Uh, so Kyle Connor, uh, 22 games against St. Louis Blues. I don't know if we mentioned this last week or not. We might have. Uh, he now has 12 goals, 17 assists, and 29 points in 22 games. 
Fuck against him. the St. Louis Blues. Fuck him. Uh, he has actually yeah. put up very similar numbers. Actually, <laughs> I'm sorry, the exact same numbers against the Vancouver Canucks. 22 games, 12 goals, 29 points. Uh, those are the two teams he scored the most points against. So I guess Vancouver Canucks fans can relent over uh, how bad he treats their team because he's treating our team the same. You can't let a guy that looks like Connor score against you as much as he does. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, that's I mean, the the goal off Letty's stick was just puck luck is the yeah. best way to describe yeah. that, right? Fl- Bennington's got that, and it flutters, you know, changes speed enough, and then right off the post. Well, like I said, like and I said then. earlier, man, I I wanted to be mad at Letty for this, but that's just one no, of those plays. Right? He's just trying no. to get his stick in the lane, yeah, and it I... just happens to his sticks on the ice. It's not like it was up <clears throat> trying to block it. His sticks just on the ice like it should be trying to block a passing lane. Goes off him, goes in the net. Just an unfortunate play. I I still think Nick Letty has played awful this season, but I don't blame him one bit for this goal. Right. He's also it's part of the game. Right. There's there's been a lot of bad stuff happening around him. But yeah, yeah, he, he was definitely you notice when he's out there and the other team scores. Right. It's just, yeah. uh, I'm not going to yep. say that that Winnipeg won this game because of puck luck, but I'm not going to say they didn't either. I, right. they, they played they outplayed the Blues uh, when it mattered in this game as the game went on. Right. But but but. They did get a, a ridiculous amount of puck luck in this game. Uh, blues, yeah, it, blues, blues deserve better than the first period, I thought, uh, mm-hmm. than what they they fared. So I, I thought that was that sucked, yeah, and and, uh, and wasn't got the bounces later. Wasn't the penalty on Saad that led to the opening goal pretty weak? Right, I'm trying it, to remember it, the penalty. It, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember it either. I, I, I was only half paying attention, and I, it sounded like that was the take from the broadcast group. Let's say yes, uh, it, yeah, was, so. it was. It was. It was a bad but, ball. <laughs> but yeah, it's to me, and and you know, get getting to um, the the fourth goal um, for Winnipeg, right? That that was to me that was Jordan Bennington abandoning. Yeah. Okay, trust Be- before before we get there. Um, I do want to say, I thought after this goal, I thought the Blues really turned on their play. I thought mm-hmm. and I, you, I agree with you, Kurt. I think they had a good first period too. But after this goal, I thought they are they are going to tie it this period. They're going to score two goals, and they damn well should have. Uh, with the one, I think it was Sunquist had it in front, wide open net, goes to shoot it in, yeah. and uh, was it? Oh my goodness, was uh, Demello, wasn't it? Mm. Demello, Demello that was in the first period. Demello made a save in the first period where he slid across and like made like a goalie sliding across save. And then the second one, it was along the ice. I don't, maybe it was Sunquist on the second one. I can't remember. But Demello was there too, but it was a forward. I can't remember exactly who it was that went down on all fours and blocked it in the crease for Hellebuck. And then they cleared it out. And I thought one of those goes in. This is a completely different game, especially going into the third period. So Winnipeg played very good defensive hockey in front of their goaltender. The first seven plus seven and a half minutes of this game were completely fucking dominated by the Blues. The Blues were in. I mean, it was unreal how much pressure the Blues had, how much offensive zone time the Blues had. And 
them not scoring in that. I mean, it, so you could so, you know, we I complain about puck luck for for Winnipeg, which is which is a true thing, but also the Blues didn't capitalize on their early amazing pressure they had and offensive zone time they had against Winnipeg. The first seven minutes of the game, they and they isn't owned that the, the fucking game. Isn't that the same story as the last time they played Winnipeg last week when Cairo had the two breakaways early and it was like, if they score on one of those, this is a different game. And it's yeah, the had, same thing here. They could he not fuck another breakaway in this game. Yep. And he fucking lost the handle. On the yeah. That was thing. awful. I don't, I mean, you know, I, I think, I think the puck really bounced Winnipeg's way this game. I'm not saying that's what won the game for them, but it really helped them. Uh, you know, they, cause they played well later as the game went on, but yeah. my God, uh, when the blues were buzzing, they were so lucky as far as the puck not ending up in their own net is ridiculous. Uh, so Bill alluded to third period, uh, and this one was the backbreaker just a minute to in, uh, jets open the period coming hard and the puck goes behind the net. Bennington goes to play it with Falk and Shifley tied up behind the net. Puck goes off Shifley, who sends it back in front to Kyle Connor, who has a wide open net as Bennington was still trying to get back to his crease. He made a play earlier in this period. I think of that. I'm sorry, early in the game in the second period might have been against Kyle Connor where he really mishandled the puck, threw it behind the net. Yeah. Luckily, the Blues recovered and kept it out of the net. But, uh, you know, Jordan Bennington known for going behind the net, playing the puck a lot, normally not an issue. Definitely struggled in this game. And, uh, you know, that one, this goal here, that was really bad. I thought when he left the crease even, I even said, what are you doing, Jordan? Like, <laughs> the play was all around him. I'm like, stay in the crease. Let your defense handle that one. That was, and Bill, you alluded to it. I think it was him not trusting his defense mm-hmm. uh, who was having a really bad puck handling game. Right. right. I, I think after the, the Pionk goal followed by, you know, Connor's goal off Letty's stick, he's like, fuck it. I got to get this puck out myself. Right. And misses it and then does a terrible job getting back in front. I mean, he he pauses as he's instead of like, you know, if if I'm that guy that misses the puck behind the net, when I come back in front, I'm throwing myself at the far post to try to cut off as much net as possible. And it's like he just like paused and tried to throw the glove out. It was kind of casual. I was I I, I was that was I was curious about that. Maybe you thought. Maybe thought the goal was going to come a lot quicker than it did, yeah. and he kind of gave up a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I think this was the first time I've seen him like just be like, yeah. fuck it, this year. Well, uh, you know, what does Steve Dangle say? Famous Maple Leafs fan. If you're going to tend the goal, if you're going to play goalie, ten, uh, if you're going to play goaltender, goaltender should tend the goal, right? Yeah. So he, he, I'm sure that will end up on his uh, highlight reel of, of uh, gaffes by goalies. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, so, Blues do score to make it 4-2 to two at 8.08. Uh, Braden Shen, who we mentioned a couple times, uh, this this uh, th- th- had a good week, honestly, even though this game didn't go well for the Blues. Uh, he carries it in from his own zone, makes a beeline to the net. Kairu drove the net, and uh, Shen just shoots it to the net, and Hellebuck sees it go under his arm and over his pad. Uh, I thought Jamie Rivers actually had a nice analysis of this goal. Uh, basically, I think... Hellebuck was looking, saying he's going to go to the goal scorer, Kairou here, even though Kairou was tied up. Shen just looked up and said, I got a, I got a free shot to the net. I'm just going to take it. We're down 4-2. to two. 
why the hell not? And uh, yeah, puts it there. And again, the old adage: soft goal. Put it on net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, super yeah. soft goal though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. One, definitely one not hell gonna be. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be on his uh, submission for Vesna this year, right? It, that, that was, <laughs> no. that was uh, just god-awful, right? And and to think, you know, the, the Blues had so many opportunities early on in the game, and, you know, he was he was pretty decent then. And, you know, if he's that soft, totally different game, totally different game. And, uh, yeah. They call then, that the new five hole there, right? That uh, that spot below the, the blocker arm. and above the pad. Yep. Yep. It's a spot players aim for. And, yep. I know and I do. In my day, when I played, that wasn't a spot I aimed for. I was, I was a, a five hole or upper glove. That was the oh, upper I, blocker. I, I tell you what. I tell you I still what. play. I play roller on Sundays. Well, not right now because I'm injured. But typically, I play roller on Sundays, and. Uh, that is a spot in roller hockey that I love to shoot at because it's hard for the goalie to stretch the leg out in time and get the get blocker it. over. So it's a perfect spot to shoot. In roller I get hockey. it. But when I, I mean, when I played, I was, I, that wasn't a spot that I, 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 I looked at. It was, I, I, I would pass off pad for guys, you know, uh, on right wing and bad angle. I'd pass off pad, but I wouldn't, you know, I was, I was like, Oh yeah, I come on a breakaway. It was either, it was always either, uh, five hole, low glove, or uh, upper blocker. It yep. was, I mean, fake, fake forehand, go backhand, upper blocker. That was, I mean, that was. Those are the three moves I had. So that was, that was me. Uh, so the Jets do score late. Uh, empty net goal. Cole Perfetti has the open cage from the red line and uh, seals this one for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, shots were 37, 22 Winnipeg. So the blues did get manhandled and shots in this one Not good. Uh, on the power play. The blues were zero for one and only one for three on the PK. Uh, interesting note. I wanted to add here blocked shots. I don't, I always say, I don't think these are ever tabulated correctly. They have St. Louis with 10 what? Winnipeg with eight. Are you saying could- advanced stats are not accurate? Well, what? they're not really advanced, I guess. They're more just the the real time stats. I think is what they call them. The block well, what shots. I, what I mean, is, what I mean is though that there's a human behind the whole thing. Yes, tabulating yes, this exactly. Stuff. So yeah, yeah. And I just don't think this was right at all because I could, I could probably think of all eight block shots Winnipeg had, which tells me those are the or, only ones that they had all night. You know, turnovers is one that bugs me. It's like yes, they had four turnovers in this game. Four. Are you fucking shitting me? They had four turnovers in the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's times where you'll see turnovers are like eight to five for the game, and then the next game you look at, oh. it's 24 to 12. Yeah, and it's I like, how know. are these numbers so off? Uh, right. It's it's like they have a quota, and they, they hit it in the first minute, and like, oh, we don't have to count the turnovers the rest of this game. Yep. Yep, I agree. Uh, so yeah, Blues go two and one on the week. Some nice wins early, but uh, definitely a rough loss against Winnipeg. Um, are you guys concerned about their? Pl- I mean, they only play Winnipeg one more time this year, and it's much Thank later. God. Are you concerned about their play against a team like Winnipeg right now? I think they've got to try to take some lessons, right? The, Winnipeg was pretty good at at, at breaking down. Uh, the blues in the offensive zone and, and, you know, after withstanding the, the storm early on, 
you know, dominated a lot of the rest of the game. Um, yeah, I I think the Blues need to to go back and watch a lot of tape from the, that game and uh, take some lessons. Um, by the time we get to the next time we play them, it hopefully will be completely irrelevant. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I guess. Um... I don't know. I, I, I'm not really my concern with this team right now. The, the major concern I have with this team is the power play. Yes. I, I, there, we are dead last by a mile. (laughs) (laughs) 3.6%. When, when you really want to be over 20, right? 3.6%. We have one power play goal. One, right? Is that one? That's it. It was Bushnevich against the Jets in Winnipeg. One fucking goal. We had one goddamn goal. We can't say goddamn on the air. Oh, fuck it. No one's listening. Uh, Yeah, one goal. And, you know, uh, okay. So to start a season, you know, you're you're 0 for whatever or 1 for a stupid number. And on the power play, and you're like, okay, well, it's a small sample size, a small number of games. It'll it'll even out. We'll 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 come back to it. Holy fuck, how many games we know? And it's like we've got one goal. This is bad. This is not. I mean, it has looked better the last handful of games than the first handful of games, but still not getting the traffic. Still not getting the second chances, still not getting... You uh, You can look better all you want. You got to get results at some point. I know. I know. And I, I mean, I mean, I guess baby steps at this point, but, uh, but holy fuck, it is... This is historically bad. 3.6%. The, 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 we're 32nd, last overall, obviously. Philadelphia, 31st, is 8.9. Over twice, two and a half times what we are. Uh, Washington, 30th. They're almost three times. It's just like, what the fuck is going on with this power Bad. play? It's re- They should be a little better. You have some really talented guys offensively that should be scoring. Fuck. It is bad. It, and it... I don't know. I, they don't have that big body in front. I don't know what's going on. Bushnevis should be in front more than he is. I don't know. Um... I I I feel like I'm when I watch this power play, I'm rem, I'm reminded of Andy Murray's power play. There was a lot of standing around and just passing around the perimeter when yeah. he was coach, and I feel like we're seeing a lot of that right now. Like we'll see Tory Krug make maybe a nice seam pass, but it's like then Cairo will get it and corral and then send back to the point, but nobody's moving. They're all stagnant, and then you know maybe like. One of the defensemen will kind of cradle the line, and then then they'll all shift a little bit. But I just feel like the feet are not moving. They're not mm-hmm. cycling. They're not getting the puck behind the net and then making guys kind of shift in different areas and, and making confusion with the defense. There's just not a lot of movement right now. And I think if they get, get their feet moving, maybe we'll see some confusion, which will lead to goals. Right. Go back to the first game against Dallas. We had some good power play looks and just we couldn't beat Ottinger, right? But they were quick passes, quick passes off the stick, right? One-touch passes and getting people moving around. They totally need to do that. And you know who's really good at starting that? 
Skaparunovic. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? You've got a guy in the press box who is probably your best power play guy on defense. Right. right. And he's not. But, yeah, but he's not six foot seven and 247 pounds. We're not, we're not a cup contender. So who gives a fuck? Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't understand if we were a cup contender, I, I'd get it. I'd get like, well, there's no room for this guy. I understand that aspect. We've got so much talent. We're a cup contender. There's no room for this guy. That would make sense to me. We're not a cup contender. We're, 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 if, if we have a good season, we're, 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 we might get in the playoffs. Right. Our, our own GM said, uh, we're shooting for the third spot in the West. Yeah. Yeah. Or which in, is fine. Not, not in the West, the central. What, right? Yeah. Which, which is fine. I mean, and then you're, you're a, you're a playoff team, but it's like, I mean, I'd, I'd be ecstatic if this team made the playoffs, that, that would be a successful season. Oh, very successful. Dude. I would lose my shit. Yeah. I would be, I would, mm-hmm. it would be like we won the cup. Cause I'd be like, well, Oh my God, we get to see playoff hockey. Hell yes. I think they can. And that's why it's frustrating right now. You know, to see blown opportunities, the power play struggling is so hard, you know, and, and not burying good chances like they should be. Uh, and this shit's going to like, you know, uh, come to a head later. It's like, well, they should have like buried their chances earlier when they had chances and they're not. And if this is like keeps trending the way it is, it's like, well, you know, we're a bottom you know, 12 team in the league right. at this point. Right. Well, at, at, you know, at this point for me, it's, I'm, I'm very frustrated watching these games back to back. Right. And, and I'm like, I just, I don't, I don't really want to watch these games because they're struggling so much. Um, but, you know, these are the games that they've got to start taking taking lessons from. And yeah, we're we're pissing away points that are probably gonna cost us the playoffs, but you know, this isn't our year, right? Yeah. Our GM said, you know, said as much. You know, we're we're at best third, third and central. So we can we can forget about the year. We get to the playoffs. That that is amazing. I don't think it's going to happen. So we have to suffer this time for players like Cairo and and Thomas to get better. But yeah, I it, it's, it's you know what painful. I, I agree, and, and, and it's painful because the way they played against New Jersey and mm-hmm. the way they played against Montreal, they 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 put two really good games back to better back to back, and they okay two good games back to back coming up against a division opponent in Winnipeg and who beat him earlier this season. Okay. Time for a little payback at home and they couldn't get it done. And you call it fucking puck luck for Winnipeg. You call it whatever. It doesn't matter. They didn't get the job done. Uh, And it's just, and that's just frustrating because they had a back-to-back win situation to build upon against a divisional opponent. And they didn't get it done at home. And that's just like you said, pissing away points. And it, 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 they, they, that, and this game was there for the taking. They dominated this game. The first seven minutes, they could have had two or three goals in the first seven minutes of this game. It was unbelievable. I've never seen this blues team. That's probably the most dominant. I've seen this team in the first seven minutes of the Winnipeg game in the past 
last season and this season combined. They were so dominant. It was unreal. I think Winnipeg had the puck out of the blue zone. Not only did they, have, they didn't have it in our zone at all the first seven minutes of this game. It was it was like in the Winnipeg zone, then neutral zone, and then right back in again. They were pressuring hard, coming in waves, and they didn't and nothing and had nothing to show for it. And that's what was frustrating for me. And then Winnipeg comes out and scores one and then another one. And it's like, well, fuck. You know, here we here we go. Well, you mentioned the power play and uh, Blues might need a new look. Uh, so the question is, could we see Scott Perunovich finally get some time tomorrow against the much-hated, recently, Arizona Coyotes, who seem to have the Blues number? Yeah. Uh, a friend of the show, Jeremy Rutherford, said on Twitter, uh, Barubi on possibility of Perunovich playing against Coyotes tomorrow. Apparently the quote was, good chance, yeah, we'll see what he can do. One of his strengths is power play and puck play. We need that right now. Um, and I, I, real quick, before we get into this, I do want to say part of the reason, well, okay, I don't want to put that in there. There is uh, 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 much reason to believe for sure why we didn't see Perunovic last night. Uh, not that they would have made a change. Uh, he was actually attending. Um, yeah. Oh, my goodness. What's his name? Johnson. Uh yeah, the, the funeral. The, uh, Jack, uh, no. Adam Johnson. Adam thank Johnson. you, Adam Johnson. <laughs> he was attending the funeral. Apparently, they were friends. So, Perunovich was basically unavailable last night anyway. But mm. um, either no. way. Uh, no, the, the story they told during the game was that uh, he flew back with um, Pionk and um, uh, who's the other one? Was it Perfetti? Uh, no, um, I follow. Um, who they were all members of that uh, Minnesota Duluth team that won a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, so he so, was in town. Yeah, he, he was in town. He was on that charter coming back with them. So that's oh, bullshit okay. that he wouldn't have been available because okay, Pionk well, played and Pionk scored and I follow yeah. set up. So I follow had the game of his life. He played great. But anyway, so anyway, there's a chance we'll see Pernovich. Now, again, here's what I'm going to ask Mr. Baruby. Can we please give him a 12-6? Let him actually play yes. defense this game. Let's yeah. see what he can do. Don't just put him out there for a minute of power play time. Uh, I'd like to actually see him get a chance and say, hey, is he getting walked to the outside? No? Then maybe he should stay in the lineup. Let's just see what he can do for a couple games. Hey, okay, so... Bruby's quote, uh, uh, Rutherford has this quote here. Good chance, yeah, we'll see what he can do. One of his strengths is the power play and puck play. We need that right now. We fucking needed that for how many games now? And it's like, we've been calling for this. It's like, the power play is awful. It's, I mean, it's not producing anything. And it's costing them goals and costing them games. And it's like... Fucking get your best power play quarterback out there. He's better than Krug on the power play. I, I mean, from limited action I've seen him, he is far better than Krug on the power play. I don't think it's even close. I think he's much better on the point in the power play than Krug is. So why isn't he in there playing? Yeah, I, I, when, I, when that's, your, you. that's your and, biggest weakness. This season. Yeah, and I, I think, again, like, your weakness right now to me, and I know people will will argue with me about this, that 
I think your biggest weakness right now is not the defense. I mean, they did no. not have a great game against Winnipeg. But overall, if you're like, oh, we need the size on defense and Tyler Tucker and Marco Scandella, no, you don't. No. Take one of those guys out and let Perunovic play. And again, he he doesn't have the size, but he's got the speed to make up for it. He's not a slow skater. So I think if, if you and- work with him in practice and here's the structure, which I'm sure they've been doing, you know, we need you to play this way and play defense this way when you're in the lineup. Let's not just wait for an injury. Let him play defense. Let's see what he does. And guess what? I bet his breakout is great. He's probably, well, we've seen it. He's a good breakout passer, and he joins the rush. He gets back when he needs to. I'm not saying he's going to be a gangbuster on defense, but I'd like to see him get the chance to see what he can do back there. Jeff, Jeff. Who is the more talented defenseman, Tucker or Prunovic? Prunovic. There's okay. no doubt in my mind. Yeah, exactly. So why isn't he getting this opportunity? He's the more talented and, guy. And I'll say, if this team had, I don't know, I'm throwing some names out there, Tory Krug, Mike Green, uh, Justin Falk, like Scott Perunovic, okay, Work Tyler Tucker into that lineup. You need size. You need somebody I get who can who can defend your goaltender. I get that 100%. But you already have guys with size. Uh, Colton Pareko, Marco Scandella is pretty much, that's the only reason he's even playing, I guess. Robert Bortuzzo can play <laughs> in this lineup. Yeah. Why the hell are you not, like, why is Tucker so needed for his size? You already have that in other players. Let's have a guy who might actually contribute to the offense and, again, not get walked every shift like we've seen in Tyler Tucker. And maybe they're, like, going in shifts. Maybe Tyler Tucker gets the first handful of games to prove what he can do. And then, okay, we'll shift over to Prunovich to get the next 15 games or whatever to do what he, to see what he can do. Maybe that's their secret strategy okay because maybe the, and, and if that's the case if that's what they're if they were come out and say that's the, that's what they're doing i'm like okay as long as you have plans to give prunovich a fair shake uh, defensively and a, a, a regular shift and not just you know in a in a in a, a situation where they're playing seven defensemen right uh actually play him against you know uh, on a regular shift then okay i i i get it because but you know that's something that i don't know if they could share that or if that's a good idea or not i'm evan i just i think that's a terrible idea i i I, to share it i i I hope you're right no but i'm saying if if it's like you get 10 games and you get 10 get to me it's it should be based on play i agree well I so agree. we're going to move you well, out and move in this other rookie. Well, I agree, but if, if 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 management is going into the season thinking we're not really a playoff team, or not a strong playoff team, so we'll do this. We'll give Tucker the 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 starts right out of the shoot for a while and then we'll and then if that doesn't work out the way we wanted it to, then we'll transition over to Prunovich and see what he can do for a while. Now, I'm not saying that's what they're doing. I'm not saying that's the best idea, but I'm saying that's maybe what they could ha- what could knows? happen. And if that is what's happening, 
I think I'm okay with that strategy as long as Prunovich gets his fair shot at that, that Tucker's getting. That's what I'm that saying. Is be- that is better than the alternative of it just being Bruby, you know, basically Tucker being a Bruby guy. And it's just he's going to continue getting minutes. Like, maybe for me, and that would be I what think, you're saying is a much better alternative. Well, I think I think the 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 Bruby guy quotes, um, you know, the, the 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 tough guy, the defensive first mentality uh, philosophy. I th- he's shot that down in the past as far as what he's looking for in a team. Um, he wants creativity. He said this. He wants creativity. He wants offensive uh, uh, play from his team. He doesn't want that uh, taken away, you know, uh, because of uh, added defensive responsibilities. But, you know, based on the lineups we've seen uh, every game, you know, that makes you wonder how truthful he's being in that because of Prunovich, uh, because uh, the just with Prunovich and Tucker, because that's a great um, barometer to see how, what kind of a coach Brewery is when he's playing Tucker over Prunovich, not just a little bit, by a lot. Was has pretty much started like two games this season? He's I think he's got two games. Two games. And they and were both eleven seven. Eleven seven, both games, where he's not playing a ton and didn't even play a ton on the power play, which was weird. And they were back to back too. That was the yeah, um yeah. The and, Vancouver and, Calgary series. So I mean, you know, it's it's still we're still not that far into the season, so you know, we'll see how things pan out. But um so far it's like, hey, you need to get Perunovic in there. Otherwise, why is he even on this in this franchise? Yep. Well, moving on, talking about some offense here. Adam Gaudet named the AHL Player of the Month of October. Of course, he plays for the Springfield Thunderbirds, the Blues AHL affiliate. Why else would we mention it? Adam Gaudet scored goals in a team record six consecutive <laughs> games for the Thunderbirds and finished the month with nine goals and 11 points in eight contests during October. His nine goals sit atop the AHL leaderboard in the category in the month of October. Last season, he posted career highs with 27 goals and 51 points while skating in uh, 65 AHL games between Springfield and Toronto. Um, I bring this up because we talked about uh, Gaudette with, um, um, excuse me, Vanessa Graf uh, over the summer. She was impressed by his play. She watches the Thunderbirds games and um, uh, basically said he might be a guy that could be a uh, a, a bottom six player for the blues this year. Um, I obviously that has not been the case. He's played in the HL and he's playing great. Uh, he was a guy that was a pickup in the, it was the O'Reilly trade, correct? From Toronto. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Um, I'm going to just answer myself. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think you're correct. Yes. Yes, I am. Cause he came from Toronto. Um, but I, I, I mentioned it too, because I think, a lot of people, let's just face it, there will be an injury at some point. A lot of people are going to expect a Dean or a Bull Duke to be called up. Gaudet is playing his ass off right now. There's a chance he is the Blues' first call-up at this point. So uh, that's just a name to keep an eye on. Adam Gaudet, I know last I looked, he was second uh, in goals scored in the AHL this year. So he's having a great year down in Springfield. Yeah, why not? I mean, the the the... the... There have been a handful of games. I mean, I don't think the Blues are struggling offensively like they were early in the season. But still, with that said, 
you know, you've, uh, you, uh, why, why not bring him up the uh, first call up? That That's why not God at, why not God? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so he's going to win the cons by five years from now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, okay. So, okay. Uh, if where are we at here? Um, so if Gaudet were with the Blues all season long, would he have more points than Kyrou? Right now? Right now. No. Kyrou's got six points, 11 games. No, I don't no? think so. Okay. Mm. Two no. goals, four assists. He might have more goals, but I don't think he has more points. Okay. Depending on what line he plays on. Hayes, Shen, Saad, Sunquist, Verana. Now you're just listing forwards. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm going down the list of of of, uh, of uh, players in order of, of scoring. You know, O'Reilly, yeah. Barbashev, Tarasenko, mm. Peron. Saw a video of uh, O'Reilly with uh, Brown and Krupen. Have you guys seen that? The uh, the little ten minute long infomercial I did outside of uh, one of the one of St. Louis' oh, famous delis. Have you I seen did that? see that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was done last year. I just saw it for the first time uh, uh, a few days ago. Yeah, pretty good. Yep, good stuff. <laughs> uh, next up for the Blues, Thursday. Again, they play the Arizona Coyotes at 7 o'clock here in St. Louis. Uh, that ends the road or the, the home trip. Uh, home trip. Then, <laughs> yeah. Then uh, Saturday, they uh, the go road on stand? a road stand at, uh, <laughs> at Colorado. Uh, they, they Actually, it's, it's just a one-game road stand. Fuck Colorado. Uh, in Colorado, I guess that could technically be a road stand, right? If you only have one game, <sighs> I, um, whatever it is, fuck Colorado. Yeah, fuck Colorado. Um, don't you clock. have to buy produce from a road stand, though? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> they can yeah, buy some buy, kale. Buy some bad shrimp. There you go. Yeah. And then uh, Tuesday, <laughs> the Blues do welcome in the Tampa Bay Lightning at seven o'clock. Uh, so that is the next three games for the St. Louis Blues. Rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Guys, I'm going to flip this on us because I don't want to end on the Blackhawks. Let's go ahead and talk about them first. Uh, second, there's a second former player suing the Chicago Blackhawks, accusing former coach of sexual assault. Uh, the uh, uh, this, this person is accusing, they're calling him John Doe. They have not released who he is. He's accusing the team of overlooking his complaints that then video coach Brad Aldrich sexually assaulted him leading up to the 2010 Stanley Cup final. Attorneys for the unnamed player uh, says he uh, say he was inspired by former Blackhawks player Kyle Beach, who sued the team in 2021 over his handling of similar sexual assault allegations Beach made against Aldrich in 2010. The lawsuit filed last week says the Blackhawks put Stanley, quote, this is a quote here, Stanley Cup championship aspirations ahead of the welfare of its players and provided co- uh, cover to a sexual predator on its coaching staff who groomed, harassed, yeah. threatened, and assaulted John Doe. I, uh, I don't think that's any question. Uh, Quinville came out and said that. He didn't want, yeah. didn't want to be a distraction. Yeah. Doe was a member of the Black Aces, a group of uh, prospective players who are available to play if a roster player is unable to participate, including, uh, in, including in cases of injury or suspension, according to the lawsuit. The former player accuses Aldrich of being, quote, overtly and aggressively sexual toward him and threatening Doe's career to coerce him to not report the coach's actions, uh, which included attempting to make Doe and others watch pornographic videos or movies with him. 
uh, the lawsuit says. Among the other accusations is that on several occasions during the 2009, I'm sorry, 2009-2010 season and Stanley Cup playoffs, Aldrich, quote, approached John Doe from behind, grabbed him in a hugging gesture, and ground his penis against John Doe's back and buttocks through his clothes, the lawsuit states. So very clearly, uh, very inappropriate uh, sexual misconduct. So a second player has come uh, out and said that uh, he was also sexually assaulted by Brad Aldrich. Sounds like he tried to do the same thing Kyle Beach did and was shut down again. And uh, yeah, what? Uh, so because of this, and Kurt, I believe you're the one that said this on social media, the Blackhawks have been awarded the 2025 first round or first overall pick. Because of this, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I have no reason to believe this is not true. Um, and, and I mean, and it just where, where there's you. smoke, right? Like oh, we've well, already seen this before, yeah. so it's not surprising. Yeah, and I and I just I mean, and I understand that it's so difficult to come forward uh, for a number of reasons, right? For uh, whether it's one, it's embarrassing. Two, your career is at stake. You know, you feel like you could be blackballed and and not you know given a chance to even play in the NHL or whatever. You know your your reasons are for not, but you know it just sucks that it that it happened 13 years ago and it's just coming out now. This kind of thing. So it it I mean it, there should not be a statute of limitations on this thing. Um. So I don't know. I I, I mean I I I totally believe based on what's already happened. Totally believe this accuser. I mean, I, I, without even knowing who he is, I'm like, yeah. Why why wouldn't I? give credence to his, you know, accusation. That's, you have to at least hear him out and investigate it fully, right? Uh, it's just so disappointing. And uh, the Blackhawks organization just, it's just a complete shit show disappointment uh, as far as the, in, the, the inability, they didn't do anything anything to prevent to to stop this not only did they not do anything they allowed aldrich to go work with fucking children they didn't just allow him they wrote him a letter of endorsement to for his next job where he assaulted other people other kids at a school and it's just like what the okay I mean, the, the I think we were pissed off at the time and how the league came down so lightly on the Hawks for this. You know, God forbid if they fuck up a trade, <laughs> right? Because right. yeah, the hammer comes down, they lose draft picks, and that's the end of the world. Oh, you but, you better not train uh, prospective players before either, because the Arizona Coyotes have learned they will also lose draft picks for that. It, I, I, I mean, I don't. It, it pisses me off because I love hockey so much, but I fucking hate the NHL and and how they operate with with shit like this. And it just pisses me off because it's so easy to do the right thing, right? The, the right thing is 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 spilled out right in front of you. Just do the right thing, and they just don't. 
They don't. They don't come. They didn't. They they slap on the wrist. What do they give them? Like a million dollar fine or something? Two million. Two million. Dollar two, million. Fine. two million dollar fine. Keep all your draft picks. It's fine. Two million dollars is nothing. The Blackhawks are a very rich organization. Two million dollars is not that much. And for well, and, and what the argument did, that the argument that the argument that people say is, well, you know, they fired that regime. They're all gone. I don't care. I don't there care needs either. to be lasting effect for this. If the St. Louis Blues, God forbid, this were to ever happen in their time frame where there is a coach doing this to players, if they say, hey, well, Blues, you don't get a first-round pick for the next 10 years, I'd be like, yeah, that fucking sucks. Yeah. But, yep, I'm good with that because it's well-deserved. For a while, I wanted Quinville – like, oh, well, Quinville might come back here. Oh, I, I, we, we should maybe hire him. And I was all on board. But after the Kyle Beach thing, I'm like, nope, no, thank you. I, I, I went, I was, Quinville was, I was a huge Quinville fan when he was with the St. Louis. He had so much success here. Couldn't get a cup, but he had regular season success, crazy amount. And then went to Chicago, won some cups, and he was a great head coach i'm thinking wow if he's available bring him back here that'd be fantastic until the kyle beach thing came out and i'm like and all of a sudden i'm like no no thank you as much as i liked him before absolutely not i want nothing to do with him the nhl and so i mean it's so easy to say nope there are a million coaches out there that would do a fine job with an nhl team we don't need to bring back in this controversy with quinville and 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 just just sever ties completely. And there's like rumors that, that teams might, that the NHL might reinstate him as far as like being available to coach. And so and I think Tim Peel, right. Did you see this Tim Peel on yes, social media? I unfortunately, saw former it. NHL referee, Tim Peel uh, said that Quinn will be a great next head coach for the Edmonton Oilers. And I'm like, absolutely fucking not. Why don't you uh, go get no, hit in the dick again, Tim Peel? Dumbass. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> and I'm like, what is what, do, okay? It, it's so easy to be on the right side of the situation, but you got to fucking be on the wrong side of it for no fucking reason at all. Why? You got to be an asshole or just like stupid. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. It, was it was it LeBron that earlier this season put out a piece that you know the the NHL's think about uh reinstating both Stan Bowman and and uh Joel Quinville and it was like the backlash that that yeah. tweet got was insane and you, and correct. Yeah. Right? Can you imagine I just, if, I if don't, you were hired somewhere the the backlash league wide? You can't said, do it. I said this on Twitter when the pride tape thing was going on. I'm like, how in the hell can the NHL be on so one side of no gay, don't say gay. Like basically their don't say gay policy with the pride tape. But in the same time, reinstate guys who hid a gay sexual predator. Like it makes my mind want to explode. It makes no sense to me. Like it's okay for Brad Aldrich to do what he did, but guys can't wear freaking pride tape on their sticks. What are you doing? It makes no sense to me. I mean, and it goes back to what I said before. It's like I love hockey so much, but I fucking hate the way the NHL operates uh, so much. It's just like it's 
and and it's a it's a it's a it's a like a tug of war with me in this game. It's like I love the sport, but then you you hear stuff like this, and it's like it makes you hate it. So you're like torn, and you know I'm always gonna love hockey. It's not gonna go away. But man, fuck if if, if NHL hasn't lost some fans over this, I mean, they, surely they had to have. And it's just like I mean, you're you're only gonna keep your diehards. And you're going to lose some of your fringe fans who are just put off by this whole, you know, their 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 inability to uh, do the right thing in these situations. Well, and it it makes you think, like you know, with um with areas that have like the junior leagues, like up north, uh, and even maybe areas that have like even just the AHL or the A- ECHL. You got to figure a lot of those fans are like you know people in Springfield probably become fans of the blues or already fans of the Bruins because it's, it's so close to, to Boston. Um, you got to figure fans like that are sitting there going, I don't need to watch the NHL. Like I, they're so ridiculous. I can't put up with the policies they have in place, the shit they've done with, 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 with uh, the pride tape is an example. This is another example with Brad Aldrich and the, the penalties on the Blackhawks. I, it, it fans like that are like, I've got other hockey I can watch. Sure. It's not the best in the world, but it's still hockey and hockey's great. So I don't need the NHL fuck off NHL. That's probably happening right now across the world. And it's a shame because the product in the NHL is so great, but they just, they can't get out of their own way. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a clear right side and a clear wrong side. In this situation, I don't give a fuck who you are. I will, I will come on the show. I will, I will have a, a discussion, debate if you disagree. But there is a fucking clear right and a clear wrong. And if you're on the wrong side of this, you're just fucking wrong. I'm sorry. There's, there's no negotiation with this. Uh, there's a right and a wrong, and that's that. And yep. to be on the wrong side of this is just like, what are you doing? Why? Well, uh, here's the uh, fun transition into the next uh, story. Uh, we, t- we mentioned it earlier with the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Frederick Anderson, unfortunately, has blood clotting issues. No timetable for return. He was 4-1-0 this season with an 894 save percentage and a 287 goals against average. Uh, the Hurricanes did add, which I found this <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Hurricanes added Yaroslav Halak. On a free agent tryout. Um, that made me giggle a little bit. Because again, uh, uh, Kurt, maybe you'll remember. The the guy with the Russian name, the goaltender they have in their system, Peter something. Um, they got the, him and they've got Antti Ranta. The Hurricanes? Clearly, they don't, they don't trust their guys. Oh. So they're going out and looking at Yaroslav Halak. That's, something, yeah. I said, something I said on the Puck Podcast. And I know it's early, and Bill, you made the comment, you don't make goalie trades at this point in the, in the season. If I'm really, if I'm Carolina, I'm like, we need somebody. I'm calling San Jose, and I'm getting Mackenzie Blackwood. That's the only guy I'm looking at that I'm like, that's the one move we could probably make to get a goalie. Yaroslav Halak, that ain't it. That's, I'm sorry, love you, Yaro. That ain't it, buddy. And uh, if you don't trust what you already have, I, 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 yeah. just, I don't see that. What's that say for your <laughs> that's not exactly a, a shot in the arm for your existing goal attending depth 
in the organization, right? <laughs> when you, I, when you, I think it speaks to the goaltending available goaltending depth in the league, <laughs> That's right? True. Which, which what? going back to our first topic tonight, the Biddington trade, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Right, you don't move the guy for unless you get blown away, right? Because yeah. you just don't come across goalies that are good. Yeah, I mean it's hard, right? It's like it's like it's like trading away a number one defenseman. You don't do that. You just don't do it. You don't you don't trade away a goalie who's good. Um I can't I can't pronounce it. Uh Peter Kochekov. I looked yes. it up. Sounds right. Kochekov. Yes. I believe that's it. Kochekov. Sorry. No, I agree Go with Jack you. Off. You don't trade away goalies that are good and for San Jose, they're the only team that I look at that's like they have no interest in making the playoffs this year. They're the only team that I think could well, maybe make make a goalie trade. Right. I, and, <laughs> and yeah, they've got Blackwood. Um, hell, I think if you traded anybody, you'd get five good games out of them. Anybody on San Jose, right? It's like, thank yep. God. Thank right. God I'm yep. out of there. Yep. Oh, he, yeah. Oh, Blackwood I, played his at, ass off in that two to one win. Against, oh, uh, dude, he was Philadelphia. great. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I've actually I've actually watched a lot of the Sharks because I'm like, I wanted to be able to watch their first win. So the last, yeah, like, four right, or five too. games I've watched. Me too. And <laughs> I think even in those 10-spot those, those games, I don't think he's looked that bad. Yeah. The team in front of him is that bad. Wait. <laughs> like. Wait. No, no, no. No, no. If the goaltending numbers are bad. He's a bad goalie, right? That That's just the way it works. I forgot about that. It's not. It's not the That's team in front. Point. It's never the team in front. The advanced stats say he's bad. He's bad. Well, he had eight backdoor chances, and he only stopped five of them. <laughs> what a fucking Is that all? loser! Yeah, no. It's, you know his numbers are bad. His is is high danger chances is bad. So yeah, he's yep. a bad goalie. <laughs> anyway, bad news about Frederick Anderson. I just thought it was interesting. Yarrow Halak is the guy they're looking at. Who could? Yeah, well, step you in. know, I mean, <laughs> I hope it works out for him. Me too. I always liked Yarrow. I still like him. I, I just did think too. A team of that caliber, very interesting to see I did too. that we name about come this. across. Yeah, we talked about this. I I, I liked Halak when he was here, but you know, it, it just so happened that come playoff time, he was always hurt. And yep. the one time he wasn't, he got hurt in the playoffs, like yep. due to Jackman. So thank you, Barrett Jackman. Yeah. So I mean, it just it just sucked during his time here that he couldn't, uh, you know, carry the mail in the playoffs because he was hurt. Right. Well, guys, I think that's our show. We have anything else to add? No. Nope. No. Oh, all right. I'm tapped. I have to go bathroom. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys go ahead and go. I got this. Uh, well support for let's go blues radio is brought to you in part by id life the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your dna visit rockin'thatidlife.com for more information that's rockin'thatidlife.com and get 10 percent off by emailing dustin rockin'thatidlife at gmail.com and tell him let's go blues radio sent you and by mike burgoyne from real brokerage realty Email him at Mike at strikewithmike.com today for all your home buying and selling needs. That's Mike at strikewithmike.com or call him over at 314-753-4060. That number again, 314-753-4060. 
and by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That will wrap up Episode 5 of Season 13 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go, Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Bill Day, Kirk Price, and producer, listener Austin, (laughs) I'm Jeff Ponder, and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone. Good God, beat the Coyotes. Let's go Blues. Clayton Keller with five goals. Let's go Blues. Hate Keller, love Keller. Same time. Love-hate relationship with Keller. Let's go Blues. We love you, Clayton Keller. Don't score any goals. No. Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about us? St. Louis Blues, they've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friends